0: Now, on with the show.
1: Welcome to a special episode of Chaos Agents, where Tom Ogus takes the Chaos Agents through a homebrew Call of Cthulhu campaign on the colony ship Ark 105. Nothing can possibly go wrong in space, right? Come join us as we answer that question.
2: Good evening, everyone.
3: This is the Chaos Agents. My name is Thomas, and I will be your keeper for this evening. Instead of your Dungeon Master and instead of the usual Thomas, you have me this evening. We're in the midst of a three-part one-shot. And maybe it'll be four parts. I'm hoping for three. So we've been doing it, in case you've been out of the loop, we've been doing a little story, a Call of Cthulhu story, set in the future, set in outer space. Uh, a story I like to call Arc 105. Um, and our players here, the Chaos Agents, have all made up new characters specifically for this particular story. Uh, we're in the third episode of the story, um, hopefully starting the third act of the story, and we will see how things wind down this evening. I've been told that your usual Dungeon Master, uh, the other Thomas, not to be confused with this Thomas, um, it should be free next week. So if we happen, if we do happen to wrap up this amazing story tonight... We'll be right back to an, uh, the, where the cliffhanger was, where he left you guys off in a big fight that was happening. So we'll pick that story right up again, um, assuming, of course, we wrap this thing up. And uh, fingers crossed. So before I get into the recap, um, I'll give you guys a little bit of information, brief information. I've done this before, so I don't want to beat a dead horse. But this is Call of Cthulhu. Uh, this is not Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, different systems. Uh, what you need to know, and uh, as the audience member, is we're not running, we're not rolling d20s. We are rolling Uh, a percentile dice. We're rolling on a scale from one to a hundred. So we have two 10-sided dice. One's the tens, one's the ones. They give us numbers, um, and we just compare that against our character stats. So whatever stat they're trying to to match, if it's a dodge, if it's a firearm, a climb, a repair roll, whatever, they've got a skill. And we just roll the dice, meet the skill, go under, they're successful. Um, Otherwise, they're not. There's a few other things that we'll deal with as well. Hit Point, Sandy, and whatnot. And we'll get to those as the story goes on. So before I do a recap of the story, um, as everyone's kind of wandering in, we always like to do our announcements, you know, right up front. So let's get that stuff out of the way. Uh, what you guys need to know as far as quests and chaos goes is we have a pretty, um, no, no big surprises this week. This weekend, uh, we're doing a Cthulhu game, Masks of Nyarlathotep, which Ezra Denny has been doing now for God knows how long. Uh, one of our, our members actually figured it out for us on the discord that I believe that game started last year, whenever it
2: lasts,
3: <laughs> sometime, uh, some year called 2019. And it was, um, it, correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, Tiana, I think it was like in what, April or May of 2019.
1: So it, it it started in, I think March actually of oh. 2019 and then ran, uh, the, the, the first chunk of it was until about May. And then, uh, we had the the summer hiatus and came back with the new cast september
3: and every single saturday 6 p.m uh the great Dance society has been going through the masks of Nyarlathotep which is a very 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 famous campaign that uh everyone who likes to call a cthulhu just loves the story ezra loves the story he's invested quite a bit of money into a lot of great props that we don't get to use anymore <laughs> now that we're on discord now that we're on zoom he's got these oh my god and props and letters and items to show us that we just it's on a computer screen. I remember
4: that from the uh, from when we were allowed to watch in the studio. It was that it was like a D and D map, but it had like different, uh, I don't know, options for what you chose.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, and he's got you know all sorts of great props. And
3: to make it. We have some fans that actually made us additional props for the show, which is amazing. Which is amazing stuff. So we've got other items and things that were created as part of the story. Anyhow. That's Saturday, 6 p.m., the Great Dane Society with, with masks of Nyarlathotep. Then Monday, the start of uh, next week, which will happen next week, whenever next week happens. Uh, and that's a crazy world we're in. Aaron is back and still going strong with the Rick and Morty versus D&D show. So it'll be back again. And then Tuesday, back here with the Chaos Agents once more, it'll be Thomas either DMing or eating the keeper. And we will see how that works out. So um, we also like to cover our sponsors really fast. Uh, we like to give a shout out to Nord Games, one of our great sponsors, uh, Gordon Biersch Beer, who gives Thomas and Amy lots of beer. And maybe Tiana picks up a couple if she's at the studio. And I understand she's been actually snuck off at the studio once or twice the last couple of weeks. Broken quarantine. Snuck off,
1: snuck off is such a, a dirty word. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and well, there's, more, there's more coming. There's, a, there's some stuff in the works that Tiana can tell you about when, uh, when it's official. uh, what
4: (laughs) what is that find out all right all right right. as soon as we as soon as we know we don't keep secrets in this family okay the
1: hell we don't
4: (laughs) (laughs) spoilers lastly lastly
3: lastly uh we like to thank birds of paradise who provide uh several members of our our gaming community with great dice Uh, i know that ezra loves to brag about his he loves them diana's got about a million different pairs i do Uh, I've got one pair I got as a Christmas gift, actually. Andrea gave a whole bunch of us uh, all uh, birds of paradise as a Christmas gift, which was amazing. We love those. So they're a sponsor of ours. Any other sponsors, you can actually, in our chat channel, you can do a little what, the little exclamation point command. I'm sure someone in chat will show you how to do it. You know, and <laughs> Information on the code you can use, the discounts you can use, et cetera. Great stuff. So, um, should we do the recap now, or should
4: we see how we're doing on inspiration? Aaron totally missed some cues there. Uh, when he when you said space, he didn't use his 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 space modulator. He's oh, the, I
5: gotta
4: hear this! He, all right, well, Cthulhu in space with the DM's permission. Uh,
5: we're tonight. We got
2: Cthulhu in space. <laughs>
6: that was good I like nice. that. The lowering.
1: <laughs> well done
6: I'm just very impressed by your
5: range <laughs> I gotta get it checked by a doctor it's not healthy
3: <laughs> you got a couple more effects on there right
5: uh no <laughs> I, mean, I mean that's what I gotta preset them right now we could uh, go through here uh,
4: Cthulhu? Nope. Uh. Cthulhu in space. <laughs> yeah. Hulu in Cthulhu space. In, space. Hulu in space. That's what you. That's what I was looking that's for. The one. That's what I, I love love was looking for. I
1: love it.
4: It's just in space. That's it. But this Aaron, next, this one one, next one fits better.
5: Cthulhu in space, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna not go live. Okay. <laughs>
3: All right, so before the recap, let's cover the inspiration, assuming we've got a, a, anyone helping our players out. Our players in this game will be using inspiration for a single re-roll. So it's a re-roll of the dice. You can't add numbers or subtract numbers from your dice. We can use luck for that. But uh, So it will use your inspiration to give them re-rolls. You can also give me inspiration, so if I don't like my dice, I'll try to roll something worse. You know, I'll, I will definitely use your inspiration to make things worse for these players, if you'd like me to. That's, that's always an option. So how, should we see how are we doing with those or should we wait on those for later?
4: Oh, I haven't doing? been uh, tracking, is anybody?
5: I, I'm looking around, I don't see any bits popping up. Uh, I, I saw some accepted. from, I think, Seth, yeah. yeah. Mm, I am wrong.
3: <laughs> so who did Seth provide bits to? To
6: the alien who was pretending to be Cass, i.e. Tiana. <laughs> uh,
3: I like that fancy. that's a good theory.
1: It, it, it's an interesting theory. Uh, how How many bits is that? Five hundred. Thank you. All right.
6: it's a quiet and one.
3: specifically for Cast Vega only to use.
6: <laughs> that's not uh, how that works.
1: <laughs> that's that, 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 that's all right. I am a generous uh, uh, pod person. I'll share
3: them with with the rest of my crew. <laughs> all right. As other ones come up, just you know, give it a shout out. So uh, i right. Let's. We got this.
6: two more here. Five hundred oh. from LD brat One, who gave it uh, five hundred for the players. And then Duke Fleeg, who has given us another 500 to the players.
3: Excellent. Thank you. Thank you both. Tonight you'll be needing it. (laughs) All right. 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 So to to kind of recap where we are, um, our uh, three colonists and one crew member are all in space on a colony ship called Um, ARC-105. They were woken up prematurely with a lot of different problems on the ship. That they need to fix, of course, before things got a lot worse. And they've been exploring the ship and uncovering what had happened while they were asleep. Um, when we left off our last week, um, Cass Vega was in the midst of repairing the navigation computer. Um, when they, um, by studying the computer, they remembered something horrible. Uh, their memory was jogged in the process of making that repair. Um, Cass had a horrible vision and then we cut the story at that moment. So we're gonna pick things up right now. Let's get right into the story. Uh, we're inside the, the bridge. And the bridge on this ship is, um, this is a ship that is being flown by a computer. So there is a, a minimally functional bridge. So if humans have to use it, there's a couple of computer terminals, it's all touchscreen. But this isn't like you would imagine in a typical starship. There's not, there's not chairs. There's not, all, there's not windows even. The entire bridge is enclosed with walls. Uh, just some screens and some computer systems and things stowered in here for, for minimal bridge activity of the whole ship, mind you. But it's, it's just functional. It's bare functionality. There was a hole that was punctured in one of the walls of the bridge that they repaired in the last episode. Um, they also found the the riveting device that was used to make that uh, that puncture. So I think one of the characters has that riveter. Maybe that is uh, John Ralphio Macchio or somebody else.
5: It's not me. Could be John Raffio Machio.
1: <laughs> he seems like the sort to hold on to that sort of thing.
3: We'll make sure we'll, we can mark that as John Rafael Machio's uh, R- riveter. It's got a battery pack that's empty, but these are universe these are, these are like today, where we got the battery packs that are interchangeable. You find it anywhere else in the ship and just replace it. it should be pretty easy to find another one of those. Uh, and where we left off, though, Cass was in the process of, of just taking off the terminal for the navigational computer that you guys are going to replace with another one to get it functional when Cass had a breakdown. Um, so um, the four of you are inside this bridge. We're still in zero gravity. Uh, the room was recently evacuated into vacuum. I imagine the four of you are still in your suits with your helmets on, otherwise you'd be in trouble. Uh, the, uh, at some point, of course, the ship will fix, You know, the, the life support system will of course repressurize everything. We're the, it's in the process of going. But uh, you're all in your suits, you're in zero G, Cass is working on this computer, the other three of you are there. Observing things, uh, when Cass freaks out, and we will begin our scene here. All right, Cass, you have you have that that horrible memory.
1: So uh, I recounted,
3: or or do you remember it from last week?
1: I was I was going to say I I remember most of it I think, but it's also been a week in quarantine. Um, if I remember correctly, um, Boss was smashing the the computer panel with her fist and turned around to. Andy shooting her with the rivet
3: gun? One thing about these memories is it's a jumble of images and emotions. Uh, but because a week in quarantine is like four weeks in the real world, so cool. <laughs> I'm not gonna make you recount everything, but yeah, Cass does remember seeing uh, Mother um, violently trying to, smashing that computer screen. And hearing he're screaming and other people around Cass saying things to Mother, Mother's responding. Uh, there, there was a, the rivet gun was fired um, it was fired, uh, not by Andy, uh, mm. but by, by Peter, was the My one baby. holding that rivet gun. Okay. Um, and Cass also remembers um, Mother's arm, Boss, you'll know, you call her, being detached and flying off. And, of course, uh, seeming to come to life as it touched the side of the ship.
1: Oh, I didn't remember that part at all.
3: <laughs> the arm arm's are squirming about and moving, and when it touches the side of, of the, uh, the bridge, it grabs it and begins to kind of move itself down the side of the wall. So, yeah. There's there's blood spraying everywhere, and small mist and pellets floating in the zero-G, like a, you know, spraying out, and beautiful little tiny globules, tiny little uh, orbiting red balls. And that's the the image that Cass remembers. Cass stops the repair work, and perhaps... um, You can't like slump to the ground in the zero g environment.
1: But like curl over into myself, just like holding the side of of my helmet on both sides, just like, what the hell, what the
4: hell? Chess just kind of looks to everybody else. ow. ow.
6: are you all right, Cass?
1: There was a fight here. This is. This is this is this is where her arm was was detached and I'm still like facing away from everyone just like trying to process Jokey. um
4: is, is, you were did here log pull that up
1: no I I, I I remember but I don't remember I <sighs> I don't I don't know
5: all right okay just calm down it's gonna be okay <laughs> gonna be just fine. It's gonna be just fine. All right. Uh, he's gonna try and I'm gonna try and move around the front side of you. Are you still turned to us?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, I'm turned away from from you guys. Um, but I'm not like moving to stay turned away as, as
4: you come around. Chess looks to Dr. Torrance and mouths very deliberately but quietly cabin fever. Crazy. She's lost it.
6: I see that. Hmm. It's... Okay, Cass, I'm so sorry that you went through that. Are you able to proceed? We have to focus. The reactor is leaking, as I remember. The nuclear reactor.
1: There's a lot of things going wrong at the moment. Ah. Um, it's just a lot when when I look at this thing, I can see what happened and <sighs> mission first. The mission, mission. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> just give me a second, maybe.
6: <laughs> Take your time. I turn and I look at uh, John Ralphio Macchio and uh, try and go to a private channel for him.
3: It's a switch click and you're able to do that. So you got it.
6: John, if she's losing it, do you think you can fix this ship?
5: You're just going to see a nod from the helmet. But like then he's going to pound his chest. It's going to really <laughs> just a little bit.
6: I, I switch over to Chess and I go, I don't think John can fix this ship without her. <laughs>
2: Uh
4: And Chess goes, well, I, I mean, I don't know at this distance, but I think we're close to our destination. Um, there might be one other person who we can wake up, if that's, if I remember correctly. Um, in case of uh, maybe needing to subdue Cass.
6: I think the the people were out and about, right? So, what was his name? Uh, I don't know. There was Boss and Andy, the dead one outside, Andy,
4: and the,
6: the other one. one one more we know nothing about okay sounds good let's switch back
1: and 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 in this time Cass has taken a second to reorient themselves and just like stare down at the navigate at the broken navigation panel floating in front of them and just like and like snap and snatch it up and and uh, use it you, you uh, use a foot again against the the panel next to me to, to turn myself around in a Surprisingly graceful pirouette.
3: Cass is able to remove that panel pretty easily, do the quick pirouette with uh, their zero-G expertise. Uh, Cass is holding the broken panel. Um, you just you need a replacement. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty easy plug-and-play sort of situation. The replacements are in the habitation ring, where everything else that you probably need would be located as well.
6: Which, um, which ring was it that we saw had all the tombs with errors?
3: you recall that being the, the third of the colored rings. rings. okay
1: hmm. so i uh, suppose um we should we should decide whether it's more um is it, it is it better to get this this fixed right now or do we go and deal with uh the habitation ring or do we deal with the uh the engine it's all uh, breaking
5: <laughs> yeah the thing that's about to uh uh cripple us and our not- whole travel, I say the engine,
4: I, I, that's my vote. Well, how long would it take to fix what we have staring in front of us?
1: Almost no time at all, but it will take a little bit of time to uh, go into the habitation ring and find what I'm looking for uh, out of the electronic shop and then bring it back and plug it back in, so. There were,
6: there were all those plants in the habitation ring, correct?
4: Also, uh, Jess, if you can give me a roll on your character's intelligence. Intelligence. I have eighty up there. All right. Just quick roll should be fine. Not so quick. I gotta r- launch the thing again. <laughs> What's quicker, launching this or like running across the room and grabbing my bag of dice? We'll see. Um, Aaron, tell a joke. I can oh, always get, to.
5: There's a uh, there once was a man from Mantucket.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, I rolled a ten. That's really that is below my sixteen. So I think that's a critical success.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, chess, chess is aware, of course, of conservation of, of movement in space. Um, the engines get you going to a certain speed. You're going to maintain that speed. Yep. Okay. So, while the nuclear engine leaking is a problem with radiation poisoning, um, the ship's moving. It's been moving for quite some time. So, you know, so that's, not, that, that's not a pressing issue as much as other things might be.
4: So, yeah, he, he basically explains that and he uh, says we're going in the right direction or at least close to it. Um, we probably need to concern ourselves with the engine when we get closer to uh, entering the atmosphere of this planet. But for now, I think it can, it can wait.
1: That's, that's a fair point. So then do we go and deal with the habitation ring where all of the errors are?
6: I believe that was actually the, the third ring, not the habitation ring.
1: No, uh, the uh, that that's where the colonists are though, isn't it? The third the third ring where the colonists are. And Cass would also remember there's a
3: problem with the life support, which is also kind of Cass's thing. That's my thing.
4: I okay. so um so we're Chess, pulls out, Chess pulls out his journal and he asks Cass about all the things in the trademarks and um he's taking notes as you're talking, um, with probably the perceived intention of like if anything should befall you, I have a to do list of what needs mm-hmm. to be done. Yeah. Sure. So and what does what what that piece look like again?
1: Yeah. And, and uh, Castle explained as much as they can about, because um, cause, cause, like a lot of what they know is, I know what this thing looks like. Explaining that it is a lot more difficult. So that's going to take some time to get down the information that you need.
2: Yeah.
3: So, so where- then. Where does Cass want to go and is the group going together or are we going to split the party?
5: (laughs) I think we die if we split apart.
3: Very probably.
5: And I also vote, uh, I still am going to say, if they're my dying thoughts, we should go to the engine because you don't want to deal with that last second as you're entering an atmosphere. But if I'm outvoted, well,
1: and and Jess was saying that uh, the the red star that we're approaching, it's not like we're going to going to arrive there in the next twelve hours or anything. We should have time, hopefully, to deal with all of the problems and then the engine well before we hit atmosphere.
6: What concerns me is the number of tombs that seem to have had issues. Thank I think you. if I was to put it into some kind of order. Life support would probably be first. We need to make sure that the ship is safe um, for not just us, but all the other passengers. And then, after that, perhaps the leaking radiation, which is another imminent threat to all the humans here, would be the next one. And then, perhaps, uh, what is it? Uh, navigation here, which is easy.
1: Navigation is easy and not immediately pressing, I think,
6: and anything else
1: so i, I, I uh, does does the decoupling that's happening in the um, the colonist ring does that, is, is that having to do with life support or is that something separate?
3: Cause you said something uh, about decoupling the ship's at corruption ah. error the, the word the ship used, that's all you know.
1: There's some sort of corruption going on in the colonist ring, and that concerns me a lot. So I th- I think that should be the first order of operations is going and finding out what in the name of the gods is going on with that ring.
6: I have a question.
1: I may have an answer.
6: Mainly it's for chess, if I may.
4: Perks up a little bit. Yeah? Stops writing. Yeah?
6: What we found in the magnetic um, field generator room is clearly not of Earth origin.
4: That's probable. That's more than likely the case.
6: Do you think it's possible there is an alien influence at work
4: here? Oh. Um,
1: you said there were glyphs on it, right?
4: It's oh, in God. Deliberate in, in carvings that seem to represent some pattern that I would translate to speech of some kind glyphs is magic but similarly any foreign technology we don't really know will appear as magic so it might as well be um i don't want to i'm I'm looking for microbial life intelligent life man
6: this is clearly an example of it
4: yeah not that uh, an alien object interrupted, interacted with our ship but um is manipulating the ship in some way is not a leap I'm prepared to make.
6: Cass, but- you knew boss the best. Hmm? Do you have any idea what would set them off? Like that?
1: Raised. Her eyes were mad something set her off and everyone was trying to stop her and they couldn't we couldn't and and peter shot her and then her arm came off and started crawling
4: cass then shoots uh chess then shoots him another real quick.
1: i'm not insane I don't know why I'm seeing these things. I don't know why I'm remembering these things.
2: It's it's But so
1: far, everything that I have said has been pretty accurate. You saw saw the glowing on that thing, too.
6: And we did see an arm, severed arm with uh, foliage growing out of it.
1: Maybe my brain maybe my brain is trying to make sense of, of what I saw and some of the things didn't happen, but it's the closest that my brain can come to understanding all of the mess. But don't look at me like I'm insane because that's not fair.
2: So
3: Cass there- was in the room with that arm, but no one else was in that room. Mm. That's true.
5: Listen, I'm not, uh, not going to call anyone out for being insane. I'm just here to understand and... If you're lying, why would you be lying about something so insane?
1: What, what, what would I, I possibly gain from that kind of a lie?
5: Of course. Exactly. I don't even understand the, the inner machinations of trying to make something that crazy out of nowhere. But I think you can you can just... We're on the same page is what I'm trying to say.
1: As far as what might have driven her to something like that, I I don't, I don't know. She was, I've seen her angry before, but this wasn't angry. This was insanity. Like she wasn't there anymore behind her eyes. Uh, And I don't know what could have caused that.
6: I take a moment and let out a slow exhale. I've seen that look before.
5: Go on.
1: Are you okay?
6: Mm -hmm. I never wanted to see it again. Mm. Let's leave it alone for now, but let's see your eyes, Cass.
1: And I'll and I'll turn and, and look at him. We have atmosphere in this room now, right? Because we, we we dealt with the the thing.
3: The ship's doing its best. Probably at this point, you have mostly it's mostly filled. The ship's busy re pumping but you're on your suits. So yeah. As far as you can tell, you can't tell. Uh, well, but, but, looking, but yeah, you, you have a helmet, and then Doctor Stanley also has a helmet as well. So.
1: But the, the the suit should have some sort of a reader to tell me whether or not the air is safe around me. It does. The HUD's got a
3: display you can check
1: okay is is the air safe to breathe at the moment
3: it, it's it's safe but it's got a caution light. the yellow caution is indicating that it's safe-ish
1: safe-ish okay then i'll i'll reach up and pop my helmet off and 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 pull it off and and just like look at him why wi- uh my eyes wide so Cass, it feels like you're at a high
3: altitude mm-hmm. like you're like high up in elevation is, it feels like but you, you can breathe but it's
1: Thin. Yeah, I, 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 I think I would have taken a deep breath before taking the helmet off, just and then hold it while I just look at him.
6: I um, I want to look at her eyes and see how.
3: Sorry,
1: crazy. Them. She
6: look for them. Sorry, yes, thank you. Uh, I want to look in their eyes and see how crazy they look.
3: Yes, yeah, real power for me. Okay.
1: Uh, that is a forty-eight. Made it.
3: Okay um cast is just you got control um steely confident they're still still retaining so you're gonna go ahead and roll but you're still retaining your yourself you you haven't lost it as far as your appearance goes
6: they look fine to me as i said i would know so that settles that
1: twist it back into place
6: first up do we go for life support and then i think after that go to the third ring with the colonists.
4: Let's, it sounds like a lot of problems here that need to be attacked. So let's go to life support and see if we can find out what happened to them and maybe think about waking some people up. So, what do you think, John?
1: The ring first and then life support or life support then the ring?
4: Life support. Life support.
3: All right. So for Cass's purposes, you know, life support, of course, um, is it's pretty extensive. Yeah, and There can be lots of problems throughout the ship, but the main console and then the main filters, oh, there's filters all over, but the main controls are in the center of the ship. Okay. Uh, most, of the, most of the generators are in the center of the ship as well. Um, so that's where you'd want to go first as part of your, your troubleshooting procedure. Okay, so and I will... It's not far from the bridge at all. It's actually pretty close, right in the middle of the ship. Okay,
1: so I will take the, the, the navigation panel and open the duffel that I had the... Um the 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 hull repair system in and slip that inside so I have it ready when I'm ready to trade out the panels. Uh, the main life support area is in the center of the ship. It's not far from here. Come on, let's go.
4: All right, and he walks past Dr. Torrance and just kind of, you're gonna have to tell me what that was about at some point.
3: All right, so Cass, you'll open up the door from the bridge to the main. Um, there's a change in air pressure, you notice, but it, it, it regulates itself pretty quickly. And by opening this room, you probably sped up the process of repressurizing and getting the air going in the bridge. In any case, you you float in, the others come, with, come behind you. Um, awkwardly, of course, those that don't have any zero-G training, mostly just hand over hand, along the grabbing things on the side of the ship. Uh, Cass, it's maybe another 50 yards to where the console is. Uh, okay. I should go meters, it's meters in this in our future world. About 50 meters towards the middle of the ship where the main console is for the life sport. You, Touch the numbers on the pad; it, it lights up, indicating that the error its reading is in the filters, and it it notes where the filters are on the little diagram, and it's really close to where you are, somewhere okay. local in the, center the ship, maybe a, a good 15 meters uh, further in towards the rear. So I imagine cash just bounces over there. Or...
1: Yeah, if, if if I know where there are filters cached nearby, I would I would bounce over, grab g- grab the the good filters, and pull them over and start changing them out.
3: The good filters, the replacement filters, are in the
1: habitation
3: ring with all of, the other spare parts.
1: Of course they are. All right, so I'll go over and, and, and open up the panel just to see what I'm working with, like mm-hmm. how, ma- how many filters I'll need to get and things like that.
3: On the ship of this size for the, the length of, of the voyage, there's a lot of redundancy, and it's got a lot of extra filter going on. Um, so it shouldn't really need to be changed mid-voyage. Uh, Design-wise, mm-hmm. this shouldn't be a problem. You, you know, the, it's, it's over-engineered for the length of this voyage. Um, but there's something wrong with it. So of course, Cass opens it up. It's a quick four latches, four twists. The panel comes right off. Um, what, what Cass sees and what the group sees as they're kind of hovering nearby is um, inside the filters there, there's it's a mess. Um, there's a lot of dark darker, small material, maybe plant life or dust or mold or spores or whatnot. But what you really see, what really stands out to you is a lot of blood. There's a lot of red, congealed um, blood that is cold and dried in, in, in a state uh, looks maybe aged um, some of it looks like it's still fresh it looks like it's, it's more life to it or kind of moving around a bubbling a little bit as the air filters are moving um, and it's a mess inside this very large filter panel that you just opened
4: up chess kind of is that that's definitely not normal right <laughs>
1: Having having blood in a filter is a little bit um, counterintuitive, counterproductive, perhaps.
6: Is that all you see in there? No body?
1: Um, can I borrow your pen light again? And I'll, and I'll I'll take it from him. But I want to like shine it around to see if I can see the source of all that blood. Was it, I, I'm trying to figure out what happened here.
3: Uh, Cass, as you shine that pen light over the blood and the mess and the gore, um, it begins to kind of bubble and, and pop or rise or or undulate a bit in response to the light. Uh, it seems to look like there's air flowing the wrong direction, strange bubbles, and um, little lumps are forming. Um, it seems to be congealing or moving or settling or adjusting or somehow responding in a strange way as the light af- approaches it.
1: Are you seeing this?
5: I I can't look away. Well, <laughs>
6: let it's... me do an experiment, if you sure. don't mind. Not at all. Kind of go over there and turn on the outside flashlight from my, um, my suit helmet. in there. Yeah, from the helmet and see how they react to a strong light coming in.
3: The light hits... Um the mess, the assorted mess. It's the the dirty, filthy, grimy blood. Uh, Immediately what happens after light hits it, it kind of bubbles up and and seems to almost rise up and rise up like, um, if you're watching um, dough rise in fast motion, coming up, 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 up. And then it comes off of the filter like a ball suspended in space, little bits of, um, little, nodules or tendrils or spires or links of of blood, ooze in different directions in a zero G environment, almost like coming in, coming out, almost like it's feeling around as it floats up and up and up towards the light.
6: Now, do I get the sense that it's able to change where it is in zero G? Like it has some way to travel without pushing off of something and whatnot?
3: It's hard to say, but it is floating towards the doctor's helmet at this moment.
6: May I see the light, Cass?
3: Yeah, and I'll I'll,
1: I'll hand it to him.
6: I will turn off the helmet and hit the light and see if it moves towards it.
3: Um, The large kind of globule of floating plasma and blood and ick and gore um, moves around in space, undulates a bit and then seems to be motioning or enlarging or contracting in the direction of the light. Um, however, it doesn't appear to have any special propulsion system. It's still floating in the same direction that it originally came from, right towards the Doctor's
4: helmet. Really quickly, I just want to get to this because a, a bit of time has passed. Um, 500 bits, I assume, to the players from Malcolm X. Cav, because there was no attribution we're going to assume to the players. To us. Um, so, 500 Bits uh, to be used by the three characters who aren't secretly evil by Brayden5Ash. I guess that goes. Hold to on us. now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a New Yorker. Uh, <laughs> Jay Matthews85 slid 500 bits to kill them, Thomas, kill them all. So I guess That's that shocking, goes. Shocking.
1: Shocking no one. Anyone who knows Jay Matthews85, he, he always sides with the keepers.
4: That's a pretty level headed answer for him. Lonely Yeti <laughs> uh, with 500 bits also. To the DM, um, but Lonely Yeti gave us four hundred bits to with To that LD brat rounds it out with one hundred bits to give to us. So five hundred total to the players. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. And
1: and uh, no nukes for Samuel.
4: No nukes for Samuel. Five hundred bits, not attributed. So I assume players. What did you
6: say no nukes?
4: No nukes. N- uh, I so thought you no said nukes.
6: nudes. I thought no it was nudes. nudes.
4: Samuel, <laughs> send n- No, uh, no, I'm sorry. Sorry, Samuel, no nudes. <laughs> I apologize. Sorry, mate. Action, no. Uh, so that rounds off our bits. Um, yeah, let me know if I missed you in the chat. If so, apologize. I've just been kind of stuck in mental visualization mode as sorry, the globule man. is heading towards the doctor.
3: Dr. Torrance, I'd like you to roll your zero G skill for me to maneuver yourself away from this thing.
6: OK. Let's see here. Zero G should be a forty-five, but let me double check. It is a forty-five. So let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Nope.
3: Okay.
5: Did it go?
6: Oh.
5: Oof, sixty four. Oof.
3: Alright. You guys want to
5: inspire that or let's just see what that? <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I'll second it. There. And it's bow.
6: All right. All right. Oh, Thank you. you. Thank you.
3: Seconded, thirded, written in stone.
6: 44, just make it. There we Excellent. Go. Just make it.
3: All right, Doctor, go ahead and describe what motion you want to carry out.
6: Um, as it's moving towards me, I just kind of uh, am I holding on to anything? Probably. Yeah, yeah. So I just kind of want to swing myself this way while it's coming at me so my head gets out of the way first, uh, since that's where it was headed and uh, just try and, and watch with the light on it to see what it does.
3: It, it floats past, but it almost seems like the little tendrils reach towards you as it goes past you. Um, the small little protrusions from this ball of what appears to be blood and other ichor. And it floats past the doctor's he- helmet, moving t- slowly towards the other side of this very large central chamber.
6: so but uh, uh, sorry chess are are you a doctor at all?
4: um no unfortunately,
6: okay, okay, well, we can talk about your career path later <laughs> um <laughs> but for for now, chess, wouldn't you say that that exhibits signs of life of self awareness?
3: Which is a great, great moment for me to remind, or to be reminded by the players, that this is a, one of those situations where we might want to check our Sandy. Oh, God. Something unusual, oh. such as this.
1: I'm yeah. so glad I'm
3: not the only one who has to. <laughs> so, uh, I'll have the whole party of viewing this strange occurrence, uh, give me
4: Sandy roll. If you're looking to roll underneath your Sandy rating. Let me know 30, 37. So 60. I roll 1D 100. Yeah? yeah. And I try to get under it. Oh, come on, you bastard. 37. Nice. I got a 20.
5: Half so one dice is zero, zero. The other one's five.
4: Oh, that's, that's great. Oh, that's awesome. That's
5: amazing.
3: <laughs> you got amazing. You got not five. Sweet. And the doctor.
6: 37, which passes.
3: Everyone, this is an odd, unusual occurrence, but no one um, is too freaked out by what they've seen so far. So nobody loses any Sandy points at this point.
4: I, <laughs> just, I just go, go mess mess across in. the chamber. It might indicate some sentience.
1: It reminds me of the plant, the plants, the, the way that they move toward the light.
6: Yes. Uh, awareness outside. Uh, what, what is it? Uh,
4: At uh, least th- driven by a stimulant of some kind. We don't
5: know if this is like a Venus flytrap situation. Is the light off? Because maybe we should turn it off and stop getting their attention directly on us four. Just gonna... well, hold
6: on. Did that clear out the filter?
1: I'll I'll look to see to see if if that's the case. I'm gonna check and see. <laughs>
3: um, it's the error light still indicated.
1: Okay, so, and so and and so it, when I, when I look inside again, uh, there's still like blood and gore and stuff in there.
3: This filter's kind of in a weird sh- shape, um, but the the computer's telling you that it's, it's insufficient. That it's in, more work needs to be done than just this one panel. But,
1: okay. but there's no
6: longer a blockage or anything here.
1: So, so this one looks like it's clear, like it, like all of the the blood is now currently floating across the, the and room. This yeah, this one. Oh, oh no. Um, well, this one's fine. Well, fine. A couple others nearby. I'm, I'm going to push myself over
4: to the next one and pop it open. Should we expect this behavior, you think, from each of these, uh, filters you pop open?
3: Yes, like- you see a, a similar sight in the next, in very next filter, just, just. Two or three meters down uh, it is a messy gore uh, filled with this ichor uh this blood and other fluids um, halfway congealed some dried, some pustulating some moving a bit not entirely dried or frozen yet
1: okay um i know life support systems that's that's my that's my specialty that's my focus where would where would it, it be taking uh things in from on the other side where, where's the intake
3: the, these filters are right next to the intakes. This is the, this is the intake. The thing you're popping out is where it's coming from. Then it goes into the system, is just delivered out elsewhere. So this is the intake. This, this come, came from somewhere nearby.
1: So it's, um, it's pulling, I mean, not air in from outer space, but it's pulling something from outer space and converting it into what we need?
3: It's circulating air throughout the ship and cleaning the air. And it caught all this stuff in these filters.
1: Okay, but but is it, is the intake pointed like directly out into outer space? Like, do I think there's a body laying on the side of the ship that's being turned? into
3: this? <laughs> Oh no, yeah. It's, it's, um, your your training tells you that this mess came from the where you're standing, where, where this room, this uh, chamber. At some point, this stuff was in the air.
4: Um, so, chess asks out loud, "Is this?" What be what's being pumped into the habitation pods of the other colonies colonizers?
1: I think that the, I, I I would know the filters would be strong enough to like catch and hold the stuff so it wouldn't pump the air into it.
3: you want to examine the filters further? No, but yes <laughs>
4: <laughs> I was laughing at the uh, like to put an air intake. Thing valve on the outside of a spaceship like that doesn't
1: i mean i, I i'm trying to figure <laughs> out where exactly the, the uh th- this might be coming from like is it uh pulling air from somewhere else or is it like re-cleaning everything that's inside
4: yeah i had to pause i was like wait n- that wouldn't work yeah cast knows this stuff
1: <laughs> i the player do not
3: <laughs> Yeah, so cast would know that it's taking air from the central central tube that's okay. what that, and then that air Went into these filters, and then from there it goes into the the vents that go to different parts of the ship, and but- expended in other parts of the ship. And then, so, you know, the natural motion of the air brings it to this collector, and cycle repeats.
1: Do I think that the filters are strong enough to have caught everything that would come through here? Do they look like they are um, so saturated that they that they couldn't hold anything else, and so this is getting pumped into the breathing air?
3: Or to saturated. Um, does Cass wanna take that filter out?
1: Turn off turn off the lights. I need to have a look at this. And I'll and I'll and I'll unhook the, the filter and pull it out so right. I can like turn it around and in, in zero G and get a good look at it.
3: So is Cass's is Cass's helmet on? Yes. Okay. All right. Cass, as you as you pull the filter off, um, First, what you notice is um, other side of the filter, there's more. On the back side, there's more of this icker. Um, the next thing you notice is that it slides along the side of the filter to where your gloved hand is touching the filter. And then you see the, the icker stuff touch your glove, and it begin to move slowly up your gloved hand to where your gloved hand reaches your wrist. And then start moving itself, undulating itself along the outside of your spacesuit.
1: I'm going to yelp and like shove the filter away from me and like swat at my arm trying to, trying to get it off.
3: Now the filter will kind of tossle t- t- around and hits one of the walls and bounces somewhere else slowly. Um, it's now this, this large slime is the best word I can think of or like a, a really, really weak jello. It's a thick globule of blood and other ichor that's on your, at Cass's forearm. And it's kind of sliding along the outside of Cass's spacesuit. It's I not Cass's t- elbow.
6: I turn my help, light on help, help, and help. point it towards towards them.
3: Uh, the uh, the um the bloodstained ichor seems to stop for a moment at the elbow, and little protrusions rise up towards the light. But then it continues sliding further and I further need- up the side of Cass's. Seat.
6: Cass, turn your light off. You too. My,
3: my light's off.
6: Turn your light on.
4: No, um, if I think you're getting at what I think you're getting at, there's no way I'm turning my light on.
5: Listen, I know what he's getting at. I'm doing it because I ain't losing someone. And I turned my light on.
3: All right, so we got John's lights on. And um, John, you notice as you're spotting Cass Vega, uh, it moves along Cass's Cass's shoulder, sliding on the outside of Cass's suit, sliding up to the neck joint and moving around the neck joint in a strange circle, a semicircular uh, counterclockwise motion around the neck joint of Cass Vega's suit.
4: Is there, Chess is looking around. Is there anything inside here that would resemble may, like a fire extinguisher? Let's see. Would
3: they, would they keep that? You know what, though? Um In the future, I think they would still have those. I think so. Around. Um, so I'm going to have you rock, roll luck for me,
4: Warren. All right. It's just a straight that might be. But it's just a straight 100? Give me a luck roll versus your character's luck. And let's oh! See what cover. Okay, yep. Yeah. Here we go.
3: Oh, right on the nose, 60. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, so, um, Chess will see maybe about 10 meters down the way uh, marked on the side of the ship with a little colorations and whatnot, A portable fire extinguisher, uh, the, the, the foam kind, you know, obviously for,
4: for smothering these fires. As quickly as he can, he wants to go over, grab it, and then pull the pin. And if, I assume everyone sees, no one objects, he wants to start dousing her with this as it crawls up to see if it can do anything.
3: It takes a bit of time, of course, for for Chess to go there, stop, take it off, and work his way back. Um, Cass, you'll notice that the the, the globule of blood uh, finds its way onto your your face mask. And it begins to move across the face mask of Cass Vega. Roll Sandy for me, Cass. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 62,
2: fail.
1: Okay, Um, uh,
5: I'm an inspo man.
1: You you can inspire that, it's fine. It's up to you guys because I've got my sanity is low and dropping fast 30.
5: I mean, (laughs) thirded. All
3: right, (laughs) and let's see what the new pull is.
1: I pull an Amy right now, I swear to god. Ah, in the box, uh, 39 made it. Nice,
3: whoo, Cass. Cass, you will still lose two sanity, yeah. Uh, You're seeing the just through the glass, uh, few just inches away from your eyes, um, it, it's um it's the the blood thing is roiling. It's it's moving and, and undulating. It looks like almost like it's boiling um, as it's kind of pressing up and almost knocking against your face mask. Um, it's, I, it's not breaking anything. It's still yeah. some kind of strange viscous fluid, but it seems like it's making some strange effort, um, and it spreads out slowly across the entire face mask. Almost like it's searching for something.
1: I've, I have frozen, but chess I I've
3: arrived like... with a uh, chemical fire extinguisher. Uh, chess, you want to use that thing, right?
6: Yeah, I'm holding on to chess.
3: All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
6: <you> <laughs> so be
3: the best skill for this. Um, I'll have you just do dexterity because it really is not a fire extinguisher skill. Dex should be fine. All
4: right, we'll- before I do this. Um... I gave you from Lonely Eddie. I gave us bits for Lonely Eddie that should have been attributed to the DM. So the DM has one extra. We have one less. You All should right. have gotten two. I uh, thought uh, no, so Lonely and-
6: Eddie gave us one and gave uh, Thomas one. It was one and one.
4: That's what I thought.
6: Yeah. But oh. uh, yeah.
1: So we still, yeah. Have, we, we still have nine and he has two?
6: Yeah, there was 400 yeah. plus the 100 for us. And then there was 500 that went to Thomas.
4: Cool. Uh, yeah. All All right. definitely, definitely. I know I wasn't hallucinating. All right. Yeah. Sorry, it was right. Unlike Cass, <laughs> um, Dex, Dex. roll. Dex. All right, let's do this. Oh Jesus, seventy-five. He he misses. My Dex is fifty.
3: The, the chemical fire sprayer sprays. Roll it
4: again. Right roll it again. again. <laughs> <laughs> roll it again.
3: Inspiration.
4: It again. Yeah. forty-eight. Just okay. makes it.
3: Sweet. So it uh, sprays all over the uh, the helmet and the neck of Cass's suit for further. Blinding cast, you know, inside your suit. Um, it's covered, you notice know, it's covered in foam at this point, and lots of this foam is starting to float all around I you know. in the zero g. Um, little white globules of foam. Um, and then, um, John Ralph Macho, can you give me a spot hidden roll?
5: Let's do it. Uh, ooh, 21 and spot hidden is uh, 22. Okay, <laughs> really, perfect. But yeah, (laughs)
1: 25 is the base,
3: man. Oh, 25. There you go. You're cool. But John is what you notice from the other side of the, this large circular center of the ship, um, a large globule of blood is floating towards you. Maybe that was the one from earlier, but it's, it's it's floating this way again.
5: Okay. All right. Uh, We should deal with that. I'm going to start backing up. I don't want it uh, on me, but I'm going to keep its attention with the flashlight.
6: I'm that's gonna, convenient. yeah. I'm gonna turn. Wait, my flashlight, or do you have a flashlight?
5: Uh, I thought when you when uh, Doctor Torrance mm. said for the flashlight, I put mine on and uh, right. I I hit my headphones and I've been <laughs> and yeah, I um that's my yeah.
6: I try and assess the situation on her mask right now, uh, real quick and see if that seems to have had any effect on it.
1: Yeah, and and I also want to look at it through it through my helmet and see if it's still like bubbling, boiling, roiling. So,
3: um, on the outside, everyone sees that, of course, Cass is covered in the white foam. On the inside, Cass, uh, you can see a few bits of white foam, and you see a red, bubbling substance beneath the white foam, still bubbling. I'm, I'm going to tap into comms and say, it didn't work.
4: Well, on it the outside, I, it can st- we, get, we can still kind of see it crawling. Uh, it's hard to tell, but Cass can see on the inside. That's it didn't work. It's
1: it's still it's still moving. It's still moving on my on my helmet.
6: Yeah, I didn't want to try this yet, but I guess now's as good a time as any. I pull out the scalpel, and I turn on the laser scalpel, and so that it's on her on the glass and not on any part of her suit. Um, and I try and just <laughs> see if I can cut this
3: thing. So, in the hand of anyone else, a laser scalpel would be a mighty dangerous cutting instrument, especially on a spacesuit. However, it is in the hand of a, a, a trained surgeon, <laughs> Dr. Stanley Torrance. So I'm going to let the doctor roll his medicine skill to see if he can make sure to cut just what he needs, not any deeper.
4: Oh, um, man. Yeah, we're re-rolling that. We can't. Uh, What's it? Why? Why, why, why it can't cover? we? It's a 99. Oh, beautiful. Why can't you re-roll a 99? Uh, it's
1: like, it's like rolling a nat one. You yeah, can't can not I
3: use my that? luck for it? No. Nah. Anything It's 96 through 100 is a, is a fumble in our game. Oh, shit. Okay. Can't yeah. Can't come luck. It just, cinematically, things happen. So the doctor reaches over there, um, begins to cut, but Cass is floating in the zero-G environment in her, in her just the slightest turn, changes the angle of his scalpel as he cuts. And Cass, you notice the red light up. The red object lights up, and then you notice a, a light in your visor. Um, and the HUD goes out.
1: Oh.
3: Uh, 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 Doctor, if you would, uh, I'm just having you to roll a, a D4 for me.
4: While he's doing that scene that uh, Chess kind of screams, what part of you thought that was a good idea? Did you roll a four? A four,
3: yeah. <laughs> I cast the, the light for just a moment, but it's enough, uh, comes through the helmet of the laser scalpel and you feel a, a burning on on and you, you scalp the side of uh, Cass's head, uh, which is four damage to Cass' Vega. Oof. Man, the doctor stops the scalpel. Um, the, there's a, there's a, it's a intense heat mark. It's a small cut, but there, it's there. The helmet is dysfunctional. Uh, the, this moment, you're, you know, it's kind of cr- crazy just the moment. It's chaos. Um, what happens, of course, is that the, um, the red substance seems to move away from the cut.
1: As as Cass is shrieking in pain,
4: <laughs> sorry, he yells, "Chess, yells, stop doing that to them!" And he like tries to. I, I don't know if he wants to fight you for it, but maybe his like arm in some way. He no, he just wants to. Pay, he wants to pat it up and away. He's not going to like force. Yeah.
6: Sorry, are you okay? My
3: head. Cass, roll spot spot hidden for me.
1: Uh that is a hard success 14.
3: Um there's no the hud is out the interior lights are on the helmet but you do notice the red substance is is now coming back towards that cut in the front of your helmet.
1: I'm I'm going to I'm going to uh twit grab the helmet twist it and fling it away from me as hard as I can and I'm like like there's this open gash along my head I imagine but Just- I
3: you guys, mm-hmm. the cast's helmet, of course, flies tumbling, 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 tumbling. Um, we're going to head towards the back of the ship. Question. Tumbles back, 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 back into the uh, the rear of the ship.
4: The glob isn't gl- growing like the blob. It's a fixed size, and it's just moving. Yeah.
3: And currently, the glob, as far as you guys can tell, is still on the helmet. The cast. Okay. Cast down there. Um, you, of course, as John notices, and you guys, another one floats through the air comes to the other side, when it hits the other side, it begins to move around and kind of readjust itself, sliding along the outside of the ship. And then it kind of boils up or broils up like um, something that's baking and rising, yeast rising. And it comes off the side of the ship again. It begins to float towards the four of you.
4: Once more. Cass,
1: Cass sees none of this, they're holding their, their their head, trying to get the the bleeding. I, I guess it wouldn't be much bleeding with the laser scalpel, but just I, like, oh god, that hurts!
4: It burns. I see. I guess Chess follows her through the uh, them through the helmet, and then looks at the globule. Did it look like the glob braced for impact against the wall?
3: It looked like it. It, it slid across the wall, and then it, it kind of broiled up. Um, kind, of, kind of boiled up or rose up and then popped up the side of the wall floating in your direction
5: um,
4: Chess gives an audible oh my god
5: is there any blunt object near me that I can see uh, there's oh, no. a filter there's a no no. Yeah, there's a filter
3: It was taken, taken out that's it
5: uh, good mm. do I have any tools on me you do. do oh no to tool on me like a, a wrench single wrench, <laughs> you did.
1: I remember wrench. that.
5: Okay, and it kind of stays in the air. Oh, and I'm gonna get it. Uh, then I would like to smash this thing away from me by throwing uh, a wrench in its face or, or not. I mean, if a wrench, I hope it doesn't cling to the wrench. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, I'm gonna it, hit it with a wrench.
4: Did right. Stanley Torrance's laser hit it at all, or did, did he completely miss? and just gash Cass for no reason.
3: Uh, the do- Doctor thinks he hit it. He thinks he cut yeah, it.
6: Yeah, it spread itself over her mask, or their mask, excuse me. It spread itself over their mask, so I assumed I would hit it.
4: Did it react?
1: Uh, did I see it react at all before I I, I got blinded with pain? Yeah. Like
4: Cass, you
3: notice that parting, like the Red Sea, mm-hmm. and then coming back together at, at some point. Okay.
4: Uh, so that's happening and Chess is just putting the pieces together as he kind of murmurs through his HUD. I don't know if Cass, they would hear him, but he's like, Not anymore. it is a biologic and it is intelligent.
3: It, um, Chess, roll for Sandy for me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. That's what, that's what happens. When Fair you're enough. Perceptive.
3: Oh, eight. Nice. I think that he, uh, he is excited by the prospect of this new life. Um, and it doesn't seem to affect his sanity.
4: It, yeah, the, him saying it was kind of wonder and shock and less fear. I get that.
3: <laughs> I mean, fair. Yeah. All right, so, um, John Ralph Machio, do you want to try to hit it with your wrench? Uh,
5: yeah, if I get the sense it clung to, to her immediately, I'm going to throw that wrench rather than immediately.
3: Uh... Uh, give me. Do you have like a, a uh, fighting melee or fighting brawl? Which one do you have?
5: Uh fighting, brawl.
3: We'll go with fighting brawl. Give me Sweet. a roll on, on brawl.
5: 20.
3: Okay. So um, John Ralph Macho swings, um, clobbers this ball of goo. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a ball of a liquidy substance. It goes right, the wrench goes right through it. It kind of forms, splits in two little glob- globules and kind of floats in different directions. It floats right past John's head behind him in some direction to the other side of the, the chamber.
5: Okay, uh, is it dead? Does it look dead? If if not, I think everybody
4: get out of both those halves way.
1: It, ref- it reformed earlier.
4: We need so- to leave and lock it in here.
1: This is, th- this is the life support room. It makes this thing spreads. Everyone in here is dead, us included.
6: They're following us by the light, right? Turn off your lights. So I turn off mine. And uh, look over at John.
5: Uh, my, nothing, <laughs> light. Huh?
3: nothing else in front of you, but it, it went behind you at some point.
5: My light's still on. I want to do this. Uh, can the light be detached?
3: It's built into the helmet.
5: Oh, I'm not throwing away two helmets of this team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have my can light. I grab, can I grab Cass's helmet?
3: It's go. It's down. It's somewhere. It's it's floating towards the rear of the ship. I am. I am a lot stronger than I look. It it went a long way, man.
4: Damn. All right. And Uh, that thing is still attached to it, as far as you know. (laughs) Wait
5: a minute. If the the helmets are interchangeable, are they? Apparently. Okay. Then, uh, hold on, Cass. I'm gonna have to borrow your helmet, and I keep the light on on my helmet, and I'm gonna throw that to get its attention, Uh, and I'm gonna try and. Float to the the Cass's helmet. That she
4: Wait, why are you the, going to Cass's helmet?
5: So I can have a helmet. A and B, we can at least have a diversion. Because my there plan you, is John Ralphio Machio is if I can find something to contain this thing, maybe we don't have to use the life support room as a containment unit as well.
1: There's still a glob attached to my helmet. Oh, so so, so so if you grab my I, helmet, I, it's going to climb up you. I, I, I thought I you.
6: thought that the I thought Thomas said that it slid off the helmet and. Went back towards us. I
4: Is thought there correct?
6: were
1: two. There, there's two, there's two separate globules.
5: Okay. I thought that's that was so after I, 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 I hit thought. it with the wrench.
4: No. There's three there's now. There's because three because three you hit it. You hit it uh. you... <laughs> Me head. <laughs> I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> so, we should yeah. discuss any plans
6: no, before you do them, John.
4: Says the guy with the laser knife.
6: I just did what I had to do. That's a good Look, point.
4: <laughs> let's we leave the room. We figure out. We re-enter we have no idea what these things are what they're capable of or how to subdue them yes. do,
6: do, do I watch them try and follow that light that from his helmet that he threw off
5: damn it yeah okay that's that's did, did,
1: did, did you throw your <laughs> helmet knowing knowing that that you that you should retrieve passes? <laughs> <Here's laughs> uh, so I'm die. gonna go with them.
3: let's go with the helmet throw it's great right. Love it. so John throws his helmet down there and um, I actually rolled to see what they would be more interested in um, it's, his, it's the only helmet that's lit Assuming that the other two are off, right?
2: Yeah. Right.
3: And uh, they, they failed their role. So um, the two of them, you see it's two smaller globules floating down the ship towards the rear, towards the direction that John threw his helmet. And it's tumbling about. It bounces and it bounces and it bounces as it goes down towards the rear of the ship. The other two seem to be moving in that direction.
1: I wonder if there's any way to lure them to an airlock and then open it.
4: Okay. Yeah, I like it. You're thinking, but um,
2: how you figure
4: that out outside the room, just how so many more ergonomics? of these do
6: we have to go before life support is cleared?
1: There's at least three, right, Thomas? There, there, there were three that I that I knew of with the panels.
3: Yeah, the indicator it's uh, still showing an error, and also the um, you pull you pull one of the filters out. You have know, a right filter as well, so replace that and then check this um this this four. There's actually four filters here on this wall unit. You've checked two of them so far.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, four at the most, at least in here. <sighs> Ow. Are you okay? I mean,
4: he points. Just no? <laughs> points to the cauterized <laughs> Laser, wound like they're, they're, there's,
1: there's a neatly cut bit where, where some of their hair has been cut through as well. They look really weird now.
4: All right, we've got some sadists in the chat because Tamagotora slid five hundred bucks to I assume Thomas because he says no survivors. Tamagotora, oh, buddy, said.
1: Fred,
4: how? Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> um, are we t- going to try to coordinate this to get the filters out? and working, um, and just right. keep throwing light sources.
1: All right, here's here, here's my thought. If, uh, is, is there is there a, um, what is the word that I'm looking for? Is there an airlock nearby?
3: So there there are two in the ship, one near uh, the front, one closer to the rear. Um, so the one to the front is ahead of all the um, colony rings, it's a, and the one to the rear is behind all the colony rings. So yeah, but there's two all right
1: so here here here's my thought we uh go and get something to contain the filters in pull the filters drop them immediately into a bag tie the bag up take that to the airlock and jettison the the whole thing the whole damn thing out
6: this is space we likely have ceiling bags
1: sure
2: he's
1: probably some some something to to keep it contained because then um then it it, I mean it's it's smart but not strong it couldn't break through the helmet on its own it was trying I think
6: it was also looking to get in any crevices as well as long as it's airtight maybe it won't be able to get in but or or, or, just an assumption
4: Light, light sensitive light attracted um can detect the environment as a result of Mister Macho here breaking it in two and it bouncing off the wall and going Maybe. towards the light. Um, intelligent doesn't mean smart; it just means let it's me, driven by a stimulant.
6: Let me ask you, Chess. It didn't go for our lights before when it was on Cass, sliding up their arm. It went. For Cass, I so it's not just light that attracts
4: DM. Question DM, question because I was under the assumption that her arm was the first thing it touched, but was slowly making its way to the light,
3: it was was making its way towards Cass's helmet. Um, that's what you guys witnessed, it it traveled along Cass's arm all the way up to the top.
1: And I don't think I had my light on, but I would have to defer to other people reminding me because I I thought I remember specifically saying, turn the lights off.
4: Yeah. So she didn't They. they,
6: they, me too. Um, So my question is, could these things be attracted to heat as well? And is there a way to change the environment in such a way to blind them?
1: And, and and maybe heat even over light, because it was coming for me rather than your lights
4: yes heat could be the the source of what drives it, but you're on the out you're warmer than the the illumination well right, like on the outside of the suit, you've got a cool degree when you take it off you're ninety eight point six It would choose your face over the flashlight source.
1: Yes, but and I it didn't
4: chase the heat; it chased the light source.
1: Not when it was on me, because That's because right. you, you 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 all shown your lights on it when it was on my arm, and it still kept going toward my face.
5: Mm.
6: We don't know if it's heat, but it's something that we might be able to experiment with.
5: Possibly. Either way, this thing is trying to crack our suits and get through our defences. It, it wants an organism of some kind. Doesn't really I, matter. I'm, we I'm, have gonna, I'm torches. I'm gonna...
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to scan around and see if cuz there were three and two of them were were chasing the helmet. Is do I see anything else coming out?
3: So, uh, give me a spot hidden or cast. Uh oh 05. Excellent. Uh roll Sandy for me. Fuck. Nice. <laughs> 51. Okay. Uh Looking deep, deep, deep down the back of the ship towards the rear where, where your helmet and also John Ralph Macho's helmet went. You, you don't spot the helmets, but there is motion down there. There's some, there is motion somewhere deep back beyond your vision. You can see it and you can see it like um, clearly. Something is moving back there. And, and you, you, what you see in your mind is, is five things moving on the sides of the ship, all in a circle, moving along the edges of the ship, the very end limits of your vision, deep down near where the engine room is. Uh, Loose, to Sandy.
1: So my eyes get about this big as I, as I, as I realize what probably damaged the engine. Oh. Um, you're not going to like this.
6: It's all right. I already don't like most things.
1: Fair enough. Um, there's more of those things. And I'm pretty sure I remember one of them going at the engine.
2: Hmm, that's
1: cool. At least one.
5: Yeah.
1: And if your uh, hypothesis, doctor, is accurate, um, that would be the greatest source of heat on the ship
6: as would a bunch of pods with humans
5: anybody remember my first suggestion anyway yeah we should get it on the move blow torches and that
1: is there are, are, do we have blow torches but to yeah. find out
5: hairspray and a layer. <laughs> <what we're doing. laughs> that, that is building, building we
1: ought to
5: gear would be sufficient
3: huh Say again welding gear would be sufficient
5: yeah, oh. not really blow
3: torches per se, but it's it's a sophisticated welding gear. And
1: Wait, that, that would that be out. that that would be say it all together now in the environmental ring. In
3: your habitation ring, where everything else is.
5: Yep. Couldn't also the doctor's laser start a fire?
3: Yeah, apparently. My,
1: my charred hair says yes. <laughs> it's not,
3: that, it's not super strong though. It probably wouldn't. It would take a long time to heat up metal.
6: I would oh, yeah. imagine as a laser scalpel, it is meant for cutting, so it would likely do cutting, um, yeah. but it's probably at a certain distance.
1: So. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. Well, it seems like everything that we need is in the habitation ring. Not here. Um, let's go there.
3: Good uh, curve. So moving back towards the front of the ship, which is where yeah. the is.
1: And I and I'm going to make sure to shut that the, the the door into that room as hard as I can and just like latch it shut.
3: Yeah, basically, there's um the, these um these are just great. These are intakes that you've opened, um, Cass. You can close them again. Uh, but the important thing about intakes is there's openings to suck in air. Mm-hmm.
2: So
3: it's not sealed. You know well, no, you no,
1: not 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 the not where the filters were the 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 door into the room itself.
3: Oh well, there's the, the all the. Uh, the gear for the life support isn't really a room. It's a, oh. a lining in the interior. There's sections of the middle of the ship, which is where this equipment is, is stored and useful, and it's just there, like vent systems. Okay. Uh, you see heating, whatever, vent systems and purification systems. It's all there to be worked on if you need to. It's a, very accessible for repair purposes and whatnot. And all the intakes are right there along the side of the wall, leading into the, the whole system. Uh, you Cast, you close them. But like I said, they are vents which can suck in. Yeah, and, and I, mean, I don't. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe it just sucked these things right in. Entirely possible. I'm gonna look around, and just be like,
1: "Oh, I hate this."
6: Is there any way to use the ship's ventilation system to collect these things?
1: I mean, probably. That's that's what the filter did
6: if we can get them at least collected into a certain place, if we can figure out how to end them.
1: I mean, our our best bet, you mentioned the the sealing bags. We might be able to um, take the filters out, get them immediately into the bag, seal it up so it's airtight, drop it out the airlock multiple times, but that's the only option I can think of.
6: My fear is that we've seen this thing split into two other smaller things, does that mean that it can then congeal
4: into one big one?
1: I would think so.
4: I don't it, see when, why not.
1: When he says that, does that remind me of the thing that I saw in my most recent memory?
3: You want to think about your most recent memory? <laughs> no, but yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll allow cast to uh, roll against their power. See, uh, to maintain her their frame of mind and, and see, focus on that memory again.
1: Well, power is better than sanity at the moment, so sure. 15 that is a hard success,
3: Cass. What you saw didn't look like these, these kind of globules of of blood, um, uh, it's they it, it were things, it looked like things with a defined angles, and uh. Angles and motions, or size, or a hunch, or a, like, h- something hiding in the darkness. but You, you have not a good, it's just at the, end, at the end of your vision, behind where the lights are, moving somewhere, unseen. I'm going to
1: think about that and just shudder. <laughs> um, it seems possible if they, if they, broke apart, they might be able to come back together. It seems likely.
6: Where did you go just now?
1: Memory, maybe. A thought, a picture.
6: It's not very descriptive.
1: You don't want me to describe it, Doctor. It is... I barely want to think about it, let alone describe it.
6: You are the only one who knows what we're up against here. Your memory, it's been repressed somehow or taken from you somehow, but it's coming back and we need to know what you know.
1: You'll think I'm insane and you might be right.
6: After what we just saw, I'm all aboard.
1: (laughs) I can't describe it i don't have the words for i couldn't see it but there were things beyond the 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 edge of my vision they weren't like the blood globules they were sentient moving powerful um where at the end of the ship down at down toward where i threw my helmet
3: same direction you
1: remember where i threw my helmet that way oh my god and i didn't remember until i threw it that direction and saw the the, the movement and it reminded it pulled the memory up i guess or something <laughs> i don't know what it is that that i saw but it's not just the sentient blood <laughs> It's something else.
6: You're saying Uh, there are beings here.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Like I said, it sounds insane, except, and I just like gesture back at the life support stuff.
4: Uh, I was going to make some joke about uh, crazy theories and me already being convinced that you're a lunatic, but um, that seems like the most likely result. As he kind of looks up from his notebook, he's trying to put two and two together with the hand and the thing, and it's like there's intelligent life on this ship.
1: And it, it may have come in with the bullet thing that was in the magnetic generator. So what do you want to do? <laughs> Curl up in a ball and cry. <laughs> but since that isn't an option.
5: <laughs> I checking <second> that motion.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, Cass is just gonna like hug themselves a little bit and say, okay, um, John and I need helmets and we need filters and a navigation panel and self-sealing bags
4: All right not
6: necessarily self-sealing but bags that can be airtight for sure
4: firstly we get you helmets then we get us weapons and then we get bags and then we start the extraction not that i want to use the weapon on a sentient life who's might not even know that it's doing us any harm but self-preservation is top of mind right now
1: that's true but I don't know what kind of weapon would work against it. The doctor's laser—it it just split away from it. It didn't we will hurt it. Try it, it all. The, well, the laser cutter didn't hurt it, and the wrench—it split Impact. it in half. If anything, Air- we might—we might just split them into smaller and smaller and smaller pieces, which are nearly impossible to collect.
5: I think airlock evacuation or possibly burning them alive and killing it with fire, if you will, will help us.
6: We could possibly use the environmental controls. There's no guarantee that whatever alien presence is on this ship can survive in too hot or too cold.
1: Well, it's already cold in here. Because, right, we we woke up and it was freezing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's
3: pretty cold
4: in there.
1: It's already too cold, but if it came in from space, maybe it can't handle something that's what we would consider a hot summer day.
4: As long as we don't put the risk of the colonizers' lives at jeopardy, playing with the atmosphere and the environment, I'm on board. I'm
1: very, I'm I, I think that they're already in danger. I think they're already in danger that we can't even begin to understand. Well,
6: let's well, not we... assume,
4: but let's just do what we can.
6: So we need to find out. Yeah. First, Cass, do you know those tombs were they self-sufficient with oxygen being pumped in and regulated?
3: They should have been, right? Because they're they're like pods. Yeah, they're like pods. They're all supposed to be self-sufficient. They, they can sur- You can survive in there with or without the air the life support.
1: Yeah. If if if, if 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 there were redundancies upon redundancies built into this thing, if something went wrong and the and the uh, the the air system went out the pods would still be able to maintain life.
6: So we need to probably see what kind of condition those people are in. And then from there, fix the environmental system so that we can manipulate them.
1: Okay. That's just one thing. I I, I need a helmet first. And so does John, because I don't know what's going on in there.
2: And so no yourself, but...
3: while, while the party goes back to the habitation ring, let's just take a little short break here. This is a good time for us to take a break ourselves. Maybe okay. like five, ten minutes or so for us to uh, take care of our own bodily functions and whatnot. So everyone take a quick break. And we'll be right back as our group heads back to the habitation ring to gear themselves up and prepare themselves for the next stage of this story. <laughs> we'll back shortly. We are back now from our break. Uh, Hope you're back with us as well. Let's settle in for uh, the second half of our show this evening. So uh, basically, when we left our party, they were heading back to the habitation ring, which is the room that, or the area of the ship, large circle, um, that the crew uses for all the repairs, all the spare parts. Everything they need is in that habitation ring. So just for story purposes, moving forward a bit, you guys will basically find uh, new helmets. So Originally, there were seven helmets. You're down to five. So you're wearing four of the five. There's one spare that you'll leave in the room with the rest of the spacesuits. Um, In the computer repair room, where you'll be able to find a couple of repair kits. And and luckily, in two of those kits, for some reason, they stowed a couple of of small welding torches, which you wouldn't usually use for computer repair, but maybe for severing or removing equipment, it was deemed necessary. So there's now two welding torches available to the party that you found in the computer repair room. You found another um, console for the navigation system as well. Um, nearby, there's a closet where there's a couple more spare uh, filters as well as bags you can use. They're sealable if you want to use that as well. Um, all the other heavier equipment is still in the engineering bay. And of course, in the engineering bay, there's a lot of plant life. So the question is, do you want to risk that or just make do with what you have here?
1: What would be in the engineering bay that I might need for uh, heavy equipment?
3: Uh, More just basic repair tools, Um, things for cutting, things for, uh, there's other welding torches over there as well, Uh, sealing equipment, um, and clamps, whatever is general repair and construction equipment would be there, Uh, toolkits, clamps, you know, for holding stuff together when you're fixing it.
4: Chess has a blowtorch, I just want to establish that now.
3: So we've got Chess has got one of the two torches from the computer repair bay. And I imagine John would take the other one, or
2: Cass. Uh, Cass is
1: very deliberately staying unarmed because they're a little bit worried about what might happen if they lose it, like Boss did. So they're very deliberately just like, "Nope, I don't. I wanna... want you... I, I do not want you guys to have any reason to, to to be afraid of what might happen." And I'm kind of afraid of what might happen too. So let's not play this game.
4: I want to <laughs> say that like when someone like I don't know Machio probably went through the inventory and found a blowtorch, he like handed it to Cass and Chess intercepts and like, I'll take that, thank you, sorry.
3: Right. Macho. you find more batteries for that bolt, uh, that bolt gun, which is used for obviously shooting bolts into a construction project or just shooting bolts in general. So there's a fresh battery for that as well. Okay, bolt gun. Bolt gun, two welding torches, and then some uh, sundry repair tools and a laser scalpel. Anything else you guys want
4: to look for? I'm um, uh, I mean, what to look for. I mean,
3: I'm
1: kind. I'm kind of thinking it might be worth the risk to go to like, like run like mad into the engineering bay, grab, grab, grab some of the of the of the, of the more general toolkits, and run like fuck back out. We, we could have...
6: use. Sorry, go on. Uh,
5: What's the plan? Mine's gonna be a bit more uh, absurd. I just feel like. Um... <laughs> Do we have any capture unit, like an ice chest or something, that can store these little things, these little meat wads when we find them, or possibly a vacuum? I know how that sounds, but it also would be very beneficial.
1: Well, that's what the bags are for, is to uh, try to collect them up.
3: In the computer repair room, there, there is a vacuum, a portable vacuum you can use for picking up all sorts of filings and other things that are in the atmosphere that need to be cleaned up after a repair job. I
1: love it. Let's do it. Would
6: uh, would such a thing, because it's in zero g, be airtight?
3: Uh, probably would be.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: I love it. Let's do it.
5: Yep. Started.
3: So right down, you have one vacuum cleaner, portable, uh, the uh, future version of a
5: dustbuster.
1: Who is taking that? Is the real question.
4: I would like to. Oh, okay, to the doctor. <laughs> rock,
1: rock paper scissors, guys.
4: <laughs> I, I opt doctor. out. This is a defensive tool. There. I
6: think you have the torch and I'll just hang on to this.
4: That's by man. all means. All
3: right. The doctor's got the vacuum. Um John and Chess have torches. Cass has got a a toolkit, a smaller toolkit for smaller computer repair jobs.
1: Yeah, and I'm and I'm thinking that I'm I'm gonna propose to them. I really would like a more a more complete tool set, so I don't have to keep coming down here and that's in there. And I like nod over at at the engineering room.
6: Ah, more opportunities to test responses to stimuli. I'm I'm here for this.
1: I was not planning that. I just plan to run like hell in, grab what I need, and run and run right the hell back out.
6: That doesn't sound like much of a plan. I mean,
1: it's all I've you, got right you, now. You
6: trip and fall, and what what happens?
1: Well, oh, then just... I die, and, and 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 you guys go on.
6: Or, no, or I'm, I'm not sure we can do this yeah. without or, you. Or was
1: that a little too nihilistic for you even?
6: No. Not
5: even that. that is worst case scenario.
1: I am very nimble. I'm very fast. And I know where everything is. And by very nimble, I mean I have a dexterity of 80.
4: <laughs> what do I don't I like get? it. I don't okay. like it. I, I any other can, valiant it, volunteers then?
6: We already know how to manipulate these a little bit. Get them to follow the light.
5: Is there any way we can turn off the gravity in that room specifically?
6: No, it's it's spinning gravity, right? It's going like this. So unless we stop the whole ring, we're not going to stop the gravity.
5: Exactly. Okay.
1: Well, and we, we, we have an idea of what might work for the blood globules. We understand a little bit how the plants work. What if there's something else?
6: That's what the torches and the rivet gun are for, right?
5: Can we just throw a Molotov cocktail in this room and then walk in after?
1: Do you understand how, how, how oxygen works?
5: Right, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, sorry, space craziness. Again, I, I,
6: I think if we're gonna talk tactics, we can do that, but right now we need to figure out how to get you in there and back out with your tools.
1: Well, from from what I remember when I was in there before, as long as I moved quickly, it was like standing on, on quicksand. It wasn't exactly grabbing me. It was just sort of opening up to let me in. So if I move quickly uh, and jump, basically, hop from spot to spot, um, it, I won't be in one spot long enough for it to grab me. I
6: like, guess I just, I'm concerned because it sounds like you're going to need an awful lot of luck. <laughs>
1: Well, my mama always called me lucky.
4: Well, I say that if, in lieu of luck, Machia, you should probably give her a blowtorch, your Mm. blowtorch. You should probably give them your blowtorch in case they get tangled up.
5: I have no problem with giving them uh, my blowtorch. But I also want to say, can we give you a tether? If you fall into alleged quicksand, then we can at least pull you out. I'm not losing someone if we can sit up, if we can save it.
2: Yeah,
1: that's fair. Uh, is there rope anywhere in the area that I could like tie around my waist and hand them the other
3: end of like a hundred foot rope or something? Yeah, it's, you find some pretty easily. This a nice hundred foot cord. Ooh, yeah, can we and I'll
1: I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll wrap it around my waist twice and tie it off neatly and hand, and I'll hold out the other end. Any volunteers?
5: I grab it first and I want to wrap it around my arm, like you know. Coiled. All right.
3: So here we go. Cas Vega prepares themselves at the edge of where all the plants are lying out. They're still pointing towards the light that you guys observed from two rooms over and no one's turned the lights back on in the engineering bay either. Uh, Cass, you want helmet lights on or off?
1: Do I know exactly what cabinet I'm going for? Because if I know exactly where, where I'm going, I don't I don't want to risk lights.
3: Roll on your education.
1: Let me uh, 54, that is a success. Regular success, right? Yes.
3: Uh, but Cass has a good idea of where they okay. would be. Probably about two or three different cabinets, and we will see what the dice say when you reach each of those cabinets.
2: Um,
6: before you go, Cass, I give her the flashlight. And, and in fact, I'd like to say in this room there's likely some flashlights,
1: some like good sized flashlights.
6: So I would try and grab that and give each person one.
3: All right, so Cass is going to get a, a toolkit and then uh, three more lights on top of it.
6: No, I thought not, not in that room, in the oh, room that we the have room been in. We got the
3: blow torches from, right. or Going so back to the computer repair room, there are spare lamps, and you guys can find some spare ones, that's good. You got yeah. Everybody's got a spare light if you want to have one.
1: Yeah, I'll I, I'll, 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 stra- I'll, I'll strap it to, to the front of my of my suit with some of the Velcro.
3: Cass repairs himself, uh, crouching uh, right at the edge of all the the vines and the plant life as they uh, arch up toward the light, just to the side, out of view of the vines. Um, there's a line attached, to Cass's waist, held lo- loosely. By the other end, of course, John's got it. Um, Cass makes eye contact nods to John. And then Cass, you bound into the room adjacent to the engineering bay. There's two rooms that go through, all right. Running and kind of jumping and hopping and skipping. I'm gonna just roll, give me a dex roll and see how you do this first roll. Uh,
1: that is a 40, hard
3: success. A hard success, Cass is very nimbly. Now, it feels like a, a really, really soft astroturf, maybe, beneath Cass's feet. Uh, the, the, the vines move a little bit, but Cass is quick and nimble as they, they, they jump and hop and skip, staying in no place for more than a second, and, and bound into the engineering bay. Cass, give me another dexterity roll. Uh, 29, hard success. Uh, okay. Cass, jump, jump, and lands on one of the construction, the, the construction benches. Uh, not the one, of course, where the mass is coming from, and immediately tries the first uh, of the lockers. Roll your luck, Cass. Uh, 41.
1: So not quite a hard success on a 70 luck. It's a
3: regular success. Okay. Uh, Inside there, um, Cass, there is a generic toolkit. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the first things you see inside that storage locker. Um, it, It will do most everything you need. If that's what you want, you can take that and get out of here or keep searching.
1: I will... I will leave that door slightly open um, and go, go, go a little bit further to see if I can find anything better, but that I, I have that earmark to
3: bounce back to. Uh, as, as Cass ponders, the vines begin to move and creep up to the table and move towards Cass's feet and Cass bounds across, lands on the vines, jumps again. Give me another dex roll. Uh, 52, regular success. To the next table, next workbench, uh, one more luck roll. Let's see what we got. Uh oh five.
4: Nice. This is what you're
3: looking for. Inside this cabinet is exactly the item that you were searching for. Uh, a light turns on. It's a, a nice golden light. Um, and there's one item in the cabinet, and it's just that kit that you were thinking of.
1: Fantastic. I'm gonna let let, let out a little a little yip of pleasure. Pull it pull it out and, and just barrel back. Uh, I'll actually can can I carry two kits at the same time or
3: Cass has two hands, so cool. that's that's a
4: very doable. And we can yeah, pull you straight through, right? You don't
1: Please, any. no. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 am, I am better on my own feet than being hauled by someone else.
4: I'm collecting the
6: slack as they run back, though. One
3: more roll for Cass as they enter the, that intermediate room.
1: Okay, so I'm, I have both kits, one in either hand, right. as, I, as I jump. And that is a hard success, just.
3: But it's Cass, Cass nimbly dances between the vines, amongst the vines, and the leaves. Nothing grabs their feet. Cass makes it beside you and you coil up the the rope, Cass proudly presents these two large toolkits they were looking for.
1: And and, and, and present them with a little flourishing bow. Told you I was nimble.
5: Oh, thank God. Well, luck than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
3: All right, so uh, moving forward, um, the group, you have a, uh, a new panel for the nav computer. You've got new filters if you want them, some storage bags and all these tools amongst at your disposal, what's, where do you want to go next?
1: I think our next one was going to be the, the colony ring that has all the problems. Now that we all have helmets on, it can go in there even if it's been depressurized.
3: Before you do it, do you want to, because you're carrying other gear, you're carrying mm-hmm. a, a computer terminal, you're carrying filters, you're carrying bags, uh, you're carrying two work, you know, two toolboxes. Um, you, do you want to use this stuff first? Because the, uh, the third colony ring is the, the back, it's closest to the back of the ship.
1: Yeah,
4: what are really we traveling pass? through all the other pass.
3: stuff first before you get to
1: it? We're going to pass everything else. Yeah. Um, I mean the 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 nav panel is really easy to plug and play. That's a quick, easy fix. Do we want to take the ten seconds it would take to do that? Agreed. Just just to get rid of the extra. I mean, weight doesn't mean anything in zero g. But
4: we well, we're, we're heading forward. that direction. We'll decide when we get to the door. But I think
3: yes. Okay. Yeah, it's the next place on your on your journey. So uh, it's a uh, next step. You leave the Habering climbing up into the belly of the ship. Uh, just a little bit further down, there's the bridge. Opening the door, uh, the, replacing that panel takes maybe a minute and a half. Yeah. Cast resets it, hits the button, it boots up, opens up. Nav panel shows up. Um, what the four of you there in the room in the bridge, you all see it lights up and indicates there's a uh, the, there's a message there, like a large warning thing. See manual override engaged. Uh, and there's a button that says basically uh, deselect or turn off the manual override.
1: I'm going to stare down at that and just like someone changed our course or tried to. Uh. Manual override means it got taken out of autopilot or someone was trying to take it out of autopilot.
5: Wait, where were we heading then?
1: (laughs) I... I, I, I'm gonna like move over to it, to another console and leave that then uns- leave that that decision unmade for the moment and like pull up the logs to see. It would have been two days ago, probably, the where 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 a ago. course change was made or attempted to be made. Are we still on the right course or have we shifted course? Roll Sysop up for me. Excellent. I can help with that. Do I do do I get an advantage die or are we both doing it?
4: So I'll give uh, you the advantage uh, so if, if Thomas says.
3: Yeah, with Chess helping you, we're going to do the, the advantage data as as Tiana mentioned. Where essentially uh, Tiana will be rolling with two dice in the tens and taking the best of the two because she's getting assistance from the other character.
1: Thank you very much. That's a hard success. Nice.
3: It doesn't take Cass too long to dig through those logs and find out that a manual override was was typed in and there was a code given, which shut down the nav system. Uh, and then it was and the code looks like it belonged to uh, to mom, for lack of a better word. It's her code that she used and she shut down the
4: navigation computers with a manual override. I'm asking Cass to explain that to me, yeah.
1: Um. So two days ago, my, my boss was put in a different, different set of coordinates.
6: And then smashed the computers.
1: So that no one could undo it. That's my guess.
4: Where is it, we're so close, where would it veer us to? Do you know where the destination is?
1: So the, the destination, the coordinates are there, right?
3: The computer log indicates override of nav system and then by the code, and then it is nav system shut down. And then there's a shutdown code, so the AI has no access to the nav system.
1: Uh,
6: if I someone, no If someone changed our course, then changing it back may alert them to our presence.
5: But if we set a trap, I
1: guess that's so. I guess that depends on whether we think the person who changed the course is still alive.
4: That's a good question. It'll... We need
6: to confirm it before we do.
4: It may answer a question. You thought that Mom did this, right, Cass? By what you can tell in the logs?
1: Not well. By the, well, the, by the, the
4: passcode the... or something.
1: The passcode, the logs, the authorization, and it tracks with my memory.
4: And mom is, please excuse my crudeness, deceased. I don't know. How is that I was like, crude. Disarmed thought... at most. Disarmed. Yeah, I... uh, you have to make a joke, eh? <laughs> Cass
1: chokes out a horrified <laughs> little laugh because that's funny, but also, oh my
3: God.
4: I get Chess, it. Chess shoots him and you had to do it. Look.
2: Horrible.
3: The nav computer is still flashing a button, which is essentially asking a user to restart it or turn it back on.
1: I don't think we do it yet. I think think Stanley's right. I think that...
6: I suppose you can call me Stanley.
1: Sorry, do you prefer Dr. Torrance? I do. I'm sorry, Dr. Torrance.
4: And I prefer that we put this ship on the right course. We figure out who it alerts, when it alerts them.
1: We've we've been off course for two days out of a 60 year journey.
4: Which it, it isn't far.
1: It isn't far, it won't be enough. if, Assuming we can figure out what happened, and if whoever did this is still alive, we find them and deal with it before but, it turns into a showdown in here exactly, again. But, but and, I, we, and I glance over at the hole. <laughs>
6: I, I agree with John Ralphio Machio that this could be a trap if they do come to change course again. We would be ready for them here. But when we're ready is the point.
5: And there's a lot of stuff to attend to on the ship, you know. Exactly. We can't just spend all our time sitting here for an ambush.
6: I think we still don't have enough information to make an educated guess about what needs to happen here.
1: Yeah. So then, do we head to the uh, the colonist ring next?
6: What's on the way?
5: Uh, the can, filters. Can we rig this room to lock down the second someone else enters it? Oof. That way maybe we, we trap someone.
1: If I can do that, my boss can undo it. Even if she's not entirely all there, she's been doing this job for twice as long as I've been alive.
5: Any second of time that
4: could bias, you know. And you set a notification when people disturb this room, an an access trigger. Even a recording of this room.
1: Maybe, uh, I, I could probably set up something like that. It does, does that sound like something that, that's within the realm of possibility, like rig it so that when uh, a code is entered, uh, it, 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 it like, tries to lock down and sends me uh, a system notification, basically through my HUD and hopefully
3: You, you can have it send you a system notification of, of whatever you want, except it's pretty basic programming. Just have the computer tell your, your HUD, yeah. Okay. Shouldn't take you more than a few minutes to, to program that little uh, that command. Okay. Like a little javascript or whatever we have in the future
5: but can uh they also can cas also rig it to record a or b locked down upon entry like after entry of anybody
3: you know you can change the password or change the lock code um, but then with an administrator access you could change it again
1: yeah and, and the it, boss would have the administrative passwords yeah
3: and there really isn't a lock you just change the password and that is changing the lock is all you're doing. The passcode. Yeah. There aren't any cameras in this room, as far as you can tell. It hasn't been recording anything visually for you guys. Um, so. The AI is there. There's computer terminals if you want to access it or ask it more uh,
2: inquiries.
1: So really, the 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 best that I'd be able to do is set it up so that it sends me an alert if anyone else comes in here, um, and wrecks the, the, the another navigation panel there's another one down there right
3: there's another one down there at least one there's more spare uh, panels so if, if, if it's, it, like a, it's almost like a computer screen but it's a tablet screen but yeah just put another yeah. one on there it all works if
1: if uh if another one gets destroyed then i can replace it again and at least then we'd know that we're not the only humans on this ship
5: what are the closest cameras to the exits
1: there aren't really can, there aren't cameras there I, was never a need for cameras
5: i guess um, i mean i just i don't know why scientists wouldn't document every action of our movements you know for future uh, expeditions just saying
4: well, jess if, is in the corner just kind of nodding silently in agreement he's right
1: well if if, <laughs> if, if, if we survive you can send that back to to the engineers i'm sure I'm sure that would be a useful note. They over-engineered everything and forgot cameras. Seems
5: I'm a gambling thing. man. Can't wait to tell them in the afterlife or otherwise.
6: Um, are there any medical supplies here, just in case something like that happens again?
5: Uh, not
3: in this room. There's no first aid kit here, but there would be a first aid kit back in the hab. I'll let you, if you want to, you can have a spare one while you were there.
6: Yeah, definitely would want to make sure I have some some spare things.
3: Mm-hmm. So... um. Those of you who are looking that they there's the new message on the computer. The AI is t- seeing something on the screen. It's I'll asking again, uh, please restore navigation. Um, time without navigation is a counter showing it's, it's going up and up and up. You know, a danger, lack of navigation. Restore navigation. How? So I'm urge what, you to do so. What What does
1: the counter say? How long has it been?
3: Let's see. Um, depends on how long you guys have taken. I'm a ponder. Let's just estimate. It's been about seven, eight hours uh, since you got before you awoke, with all the repairs going on. So add that to around. 49. So we're looking at let's say have a fifty-six hours. That's a good round number.
1: All right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that and then look at them and say, do we re- do we restore a course and hope to draw whoever changed our course back here?
4: Hi. Uh, I mean. If you really think this is an issue, I'm having my doubts now.
1: If not, I'm I'm perfectly fine letting Let's... it stay. It's it's already managed fifty six hours without. I think it can manage a few more.
4: It'll it will be fine. Uh, the engine is off. When we get the thrust that we've wasted back, we can. I'm sure we can course correct.
1: Probably fairly easily. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Okay. We can. I really want to see some other people than you three. I'm sorry, but.
1: Oh no, I, <laughs> I, I completely understand. I would give anything to see my people again.
3: Anyway, shall we? So the next destination is? Next Havitation. destination is uh, the uh, colony ring. Yeah. All right. You passed by the, the filters for the life support system. Do you want to do that now or skip over those and move forward? I do we want to peek in.
1: I would like to leave the filters nearby uh, wrapped up in in, in in the airtight bag so that things can't get into it, but come back to it.
6: And I'm going to be, I'm going to say, why, why aren't we doing this now? We're here. We have the time.
4: That's uh, that thing might have expanded growing. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know.
1: No, I th-
4: I don't know what's on the other side of this door. I'm not eager to find out, but you, Dr. Torrance, you've got a point, but. Uh, and, so,
3: and
2: if
3: well, here, let's, let's do this. You're here. Let's take care of it. Here's what I want to do: take care of it for, for our story purposes. I'd like each of you to roll luck for me. Uh, just give me a oh. thumbs up, thumbs down. Let me know how your luck is in the process of taking these filters out, quickly bagging them and sealing them. And let's see if anyone is unlucky in the process. Uh, chess was, uh, Dr. Stanley? Well, that's, oh, that's, that's a hard success. Thing. Now, just you want to use-
4: It's the biggest on? success.
3: You got a critical you, success. Critical success is great. The doctor's fine, but I want to just make sure that nothing touches
4: chest. What, what'd you say? That's uh, inspiring.
2: Uh, you can inspire that's that, inspire that. Okay.
4: Inspire. Coming on. Yes. 27.
3: Excellent. Everybody is successful. Um, while there is, as you pull the filters out, the, the, the red globules, the blood starts moving towards the edges, but you're quick, you're nimble, nothing touches your suits. The touches your gloves, in the bag, sealed. All four filters replaced. Uh, that's unit that's cleared out, uh, restarted, green. And so this particular problem is fixed. There are four sealed bags with uh, those filters in them, sitting here, floating about in the center. You can tuck them away if you like.
1: Well, and there's that's also there's, there's also an airlock in the direction that we're going, right? And then in the back of the ship, there is.
4: There, these,
2: these
6: are also test subjects.
4: That well, so. They're in the bag. The globules are in there. Yeah. Are they showing any signs of like withering away at the bag or eating through the bag or anything?
3: Well, the bag is is a it's not see through. It's a it's a thick kind of polymer that um and it's 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 treated so it's not going to fall apart or it won't. Yeah, it's a good durable bag. That um you do notice occasionally there's a little bit of a, a bulge and a little bit of motion a motion inside the bag, uh, but nothing too violent is happening. Okay.
1: I, I would like to make this proposal then. Um, you I, I agree, Dr. Torrance, they're test subjects. And these are some things that people who are better at this at this than I would, would I'm sure love to get their hands on. Let's keep it in the airlock so that if something goes really, really wrong, we can jettison it quickly. But it, it's also a safe place to keep it. It's airtight. And okay. it will contain them in that spot.
4: Agreed. Good idea.
3: Okay. So the group basically floats down a little further to where the airlock is, which is right n- next to where the entrance to the last of the uh, colony rings is. Opening the airlock, you store all four, seal it up, they're stowed away, they're good. Um, you wander down to where the, the last of the colony rings is. There's three different tubes that lead out to where the spin gravity is, just like your your colony ring. Um, so um, what's the order that you want to travel in as you climb up these this ladder into the colony ring?
1: Um... Was there any time in there to stop and, and get Dr. Torrance to have a look at the gash on my head? Because I am currently, Meta gave me just a tiny bit at three hit points. No, that's what I also actually wanted to. It.
6: I actually wanted to do that when I was talking about getting the first aid kit. Mm. Oh
3: uh, yeah, he had the first aid kit and roll first aid for me, Dr. Torrance. Not medicine? Uh, well, this is a first aid situation. Medicine took more time.
6: Hmm. He's a fail.
5: In... So
3: he's able to patch it up but it doesn't r- supply any any hit points to cast vega with a medical care and some more time he'd be able to fix it but depends if you I, want
1: to... could i try to do a first aid on myself because i've got 50 in it
3: We'll give it a shot yeah
1: okay i'm
6: sorry i don't know why i'm so bad at this <laughs> <laughs> literally my job
1: yeah, neither but i got a 44 which is a success
3: okay. um basically let's see here Performer i pull up two, battle two battle hit points, battle. but it's efficient.
1: I, I'll take it. <laughs> two
3: is good. Sorry. Right. So Cass is a little bit more patched up. Um, what's the order that, you, that the four you want to climb up into the? Actually, you're climbing down. Frankly, as as gravity goes, you'll be pulled down. So sit down. Uh,
5: I feel pretty unscathed. Everybody, uh, I'm
4: fine, but I'm not going first.
6: I'll take up the rear, if. Uh, Cass, you want to take the lead?
1: Take the lead. I know that. You know, I know where they're... we're going. I do. All right, All right. Cass. You can, you can be right behind me, John. If if I if I need assistance, you won't be more than five feet away.
5: That's true, but I don't know. I feel like I'm looking a little more lightly than you at this moment.
1: I am hurting but functioning, and let's right. just leave it at that.
3: Yes, I'm not going to make you roll for this, and actually nobody has to roll for this because it's pretty apparent as you're pulling yourself um, down on these ladders. Uh, there, are, there are smears and bloodstains every now and then along the side wall for this particular excess tunnel.
2: Thanks,
1: I hate it.
6: <laughs> this is encouraging. You sure you want to lead it?
1: I got this. Let's, let's find out what the hell happened.
4: Jess has got his uh, blowtorch out.
3: <laughs>
4: Just in his hand. Yeah,
3: One hand down, and yep. then the torch. All right, as the group makes their way down to where the spin gravity is in effect, um, cast drops, I imagine John and chest and the doctor all kind of drops to the floor of this, this ring. It looks just like your colony ring. Now uh, this is a room that you're in, it's, it's a pod with an access tube above you, doors on your side. Um, and there's four tombs in this room. Uh, but what's different of course, is that the tombs are all open. Um, now. Yeah.
4: How many of them are all of them?
3: There are four tombs. And each one has the lid off.
1: I'm going to go over cautiously and look inside to see if there's blood.
4: Does this layout look exactly like our layout? Yep. It's
3: unit, same construction design, just like yours.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going to go look for blood or any sign of a struggle or try to look around to try to figure out what happened here and where everyone is.
4: I follow Cass.
3: Anybody else want to follow?
4: We got to follow. We're following. It's
3: it's a few steps over to see what everyone sees as Cass and the group approaches the the first of the tombs. um, There's two on either side of this access ladder. Um, uh, Cass, what you notice inside is that a person, there's a a body lying inside there, the remains of a body. Inside there, Um, um, it's been something's happened to this body, this columnus. The all down the leg bones, from from the from the feet all the way up to the hip is all opened up. The leg is is opened up, Um, and then of course the chest cavity seems to have something has happened there. Uh, You you can't tell; it's kind of it's a mess. Um, You don't look at the face or the arms, but that's the first thing you see. Uh, Doctor Choice, if you could give me a medicine roll. Yes,
6: sir.
1: As Cass quietly gags in their helmet.
3: Success. <laughs> doctor, the, um, you, what, you're, what you're looking at looks like cuts. Um, your guess is some kind of a, a knife or maybe a, a, a scissors as opposed to something else. It looks like a tool. There's a tool marks up around the leg. You also notice, Doctor, that the bones of the leg of this colonist are missing. The leg bones are, have been removed from this particular colonist. Um, the whole group of you see this and there's also you. You want to you examine the chest cavity? You can, but you don't have to roll Sandy at this point.
4: So um, Sandy, I would say that like chest is trying to make some correlation between the behavior of the glob and maybe like eating this thing, but this is looks like mechanical sever, right?
3: That's that's what the doctor could tell you in a moment. What's what's your are the rest of your Sandy rolls? Oh, nice, Bo. Holy cow! Natural one. Oh, everybody's doing it. <laughs> Thirty-four. Um,
5: success and. John. Barely made it 68 out of 70. In the doctor, in
3: his The doctor I has a, um, I, I done I got a, I he's got heaps corpse. corpses. This, this does not affect the doctor whatsoever. Cass, um, you will be losing. Um, uh, two, I, two don't know, I,
1: I don't know if you heard me. I, I rolled a 96.
3: Oh, uh, that's okay. You will be losing. Um, actually, this is six, Sandy. This is a six, Sandy moment for you. I, I apologize. It's a full D6 oh. at this point. Um, so, Cass, I'll, I'll talk to you in a second about what will happen with a loss of six or more at one. Yeah. Um, so Chess and um, John, you each lose two sanity, even though they are successful. What? All So right. sanity? That's insane. <laughs> uh, all right. What's all right. up, Doc? Cass, you, you are um, struck with an overwhelming um, longing for your, your crew. And so the emotion you feel at this moment, you don't know what happened, but you sense in Cass uh, that, that your crew, where are they? Where are they? Where are they? You, you miss your crew. You want to find them. Is it, it, it's the compulsion that begins to ebb inside Cass's mind because there's answers or there's safety or there's friendship or there's something with those individuals. Cass needs to know or needs to find them. That's the overwhelming compulsion that starts to ebb inside Cass, uh, their current sandy state.
6: It looks to me like this was either an experiment or they needed to harvest these bones. Uh, what do I get from the chest cavity by looking at it?
3: I won't make you roll for that. Um, there's a couple of organs that appear to be removed. Um, it's a mess in there. Some of, maybe the liver. Yeah, it's probably the liver that's missing. As you dig around a bit more, if you want to, you can find something else that might be misplaced.
6: Okay, so I'm, I'm looking around. Um,
3: so the you know, doctor also notices some of the large pectoral, one of the large pectoral muscles has been removed as well for some reason. Um, and there's some, there's some sections of, of endocrine systems or whatnot, or you are kind of poking around a little bit, seems that the, some things have been taken.
6: All right. I'm going to go like this and I'm going to go, huh? Yep. <laughs> He's dead.
4: Funny.
5: Sincere. He, uh, as I think this, wait, I, I imagine I can't blow Viscera away. Um, no, uh, <laughs>
6: but I I enjoy watching you try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I say, uh, levity aside, something happened here. They took and removed uh, a pectoral muscle and uh, what seems to be a his liver
4: on harvesting organs during all of this. a blue harvest okay
1: i'm I, 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 at this point, I'm going from tomb to tomb looking in not at the not at any of the bodies that might be in there, but at the faces I'm trying to find my
3: crew.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Cassia, what you see is a it's a horror show from tomb to tomb to tomb uh, you, you, you do your best to not focus too much on the details of what, what's been missing. Uh, but there's been a, a weird haphazard harvest, is the only word that comes to mind. Things have been uh, the next colonist over, which is an open tomb. Uh, something, something else has been missing. The, the chest has been displayed open. Um, and there's, there's bones taken there. One of them, of course, uh, the head has been removed. Another one is an arm entirely been pulled off. Other ones are bits of muscle groups or whatnot. Uh, but you don't focus on it. Uh, you're looking at faces. Uh, Cast finishes this room. Which way do you want to go, right or left? Left, Cass, it's the, the the button for the door. It's a green indicator. Cass opens it, moves to the next tomb.
4: Hey, hey, hey! He chest shouts. Uh, any, what's the story down there? It's the same thing.
3: Cass, in the next, there are four more tombs. They are all open. I'm it, gonna keep looking, face to face to face. And you can, Cass continues to look at at the horror. Uh, give me another sandy roll, Cass. As we go deeper and deeper into this, should we go get her? Am I right. fa- I'm her We should go get them. Them. All right. it, these people, Cass, you don't know these people, but something horrible happened to them as they were laying inside these tombs. person, the to person, the person. Then you finish with the second tomb. Uh, you can hear your party calling behind you. I'm on, on to the next one.
6: In here. Cass, where are you going?
3: My crew.
1: I can't find them. I need to find my crew.
6: We will find your crew. You need to wait for us.
1: And, don't I, and, go I, without us. I've, I've, I, I, I slam through it, through another door, just like hit it, hitting the buttons as hard as I can. In
3: the third pod, <laughs> all the tombs are open. They're all splayed open. And there's, there's, there's a blood trail along the floor going both where you came from and towards the next tomb. Uh, each one of these, is the, the butchery is, is continues from pod to tomb to tomb to tomb, tomb in this room. And uh, there's drips running the floor, both up and down.
4: Not that I blame them into the HUD, but they have clearly gone bye-bye, Doctor.
1: And I'm 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 i actually going at about that point. I'm going to shriek, not actually because headphone users, know thank you. But into the <laughs> HUD, they're dead. Everyone's dead. It's all torn apart down here.
5: I've I feel like as John, I would have been following pretty closely uh, based on prior statements. How close did am I at this moment?
3: Probably about a safe distance, but in the same pod. I would imagine. John isn't... Unless you want to get closer. Cass well, I... Fast.
5: As she went... Uh, as they went further down, I would have liked to have followed with uh, them. And, and... Yes. So if... When that is said, is it possible for me to pull them out of it? All
3: right. So, John, you can go ahead and grab Cass and take a look at their... At their, at their helmets. Um, Cass, you can tell us, is not doing well. Um, their, their eyes, their face, expression, Cass is... is very traumatized by this.
5: Cass, get out of it. It's not good for you. It doesn't matter if what's done is done. Get out.
1: It matters. Of course it fucking matters.
5: I'm still going to pull.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fight back.
3: Right. The two of you will struggle a bit as well. Um, we'll get there at some point. The, the party gets there. Um, let's say they, they still cast down. That's the point. All right, Cass gets a chance to calm down. Um, you're standing in th- the third pod over, and this one looks like just the previous two that you've seen. Um, a, a horrible harvest, for lack of a better word, seems to have been occurring here. And by the doctor's impression, it look, doesn't look like, it looks like tools. Tools were used.
2: of am hmm. Um,
4: We are definitely dealing with one or nods over to Cass more uh mentally unstable individuals or these this carnage in these tombs.
6: Or these things that Cass has seen did this as it, well.
5: It could be an extraterrestrial force. We really don't know at this point.
4: Harvesting our livers and pectoral muscles?
5: What human wants that? Yeah. Cal- Other than
4: Cal-
5: sociopath What's the chances we brought a sociopath in space? Anybody?
1: Cass is currently sitting splay legged on on the floor, leaning back against one of the walls, just staring up at the ceiling, trying to recollect themselves.
6: We cannot ignore the fact that there is an alien influence here. So whether it was someone who just went crazy and trust me, I think a lot of people would in this situation. It could be an alien influence drove them crazy. It's more likely. But first, I turn to Cass. I need to see your eyes.
4: And he looks to, Chess looks to John again with the eyes thing. What is that?
1: Um, does it, does my head indicate that this area is breathable air? Um, it does. Okay, so just like, limp movement, I'm I'm exhausted after after fighting with, with John, just reach up and pop my helmet off and just look up at him, just tired and sad and angry and a little insane, but more like, I think, traumatized. The smell is awful. Of course it is. And I'm just, I'm just like,
3: oh, oh.
6: I, I look at, and what do I get from her? Or them, excuse me. Um, of
3: course, as Cass described, um, okay. There, they look, they look worn out, um, scared. P- pupils are somewhat dilated from stress and, and, and fear and whatnot. Um, it's, it's affecting them.
1: But, it, but, but it, I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, keeper, it's more trauma than insanity.
3: Yeah, it, it's more like the stress, and um, it's more like much more stress than anything else. It's not like a crazy look.
6: Going to be okay. Alright, we are gonna get through this. Gonna do it together. We're not gonna let anything come between us, yes? We got this far.
1: The skin of our teeth.
5: <laughs> John's gonna put a hand uh is I don't wanna interrupt, did I? Right. Yeah. John puts a hand on the doc's uh Dr. Torrance's shoulder. Not even secrets are gonna keep us from seeing this to the end, Doc.
6: What are you talking
5: about, John? He's gonna take his hand off. What are you looking for when you ask her to see, uh, ask them to see their eyes?
6: Have. I don't know.
5: I feel like at any point, any missing information could be crucial
4: to the group surviving group. Chess silently writing in the background waiting for the answer. Have you ever looked into the eyes of someone
6: that is truly insane? John.
5: I've seen some crazy clients. I come back from war. I live my life peacefully when I finally got the chance. Yeah, I've seen that look a couple of times. I've also seen the look of a man who hides his secrets, and for some for some reason, I'm sorry, I still keep getting that vibe from you. I'm not trying.
6: You don't know what
2: you're talking
5: about, John.
6: I I respect your experience, I do. I'm sure it was rough war and, and what you've seen. I was good, you know, uh, a good surgeon. I, I worked a lot as a result. I wasn't always home, but I provided well for my family. My family.
5: Those are often the hardest jobs. Mm. To provide it would also be a way. just want one single embrace. In in one of your hardest moments. I get that.
3: Doctor, are you picturing it? You're picturing it now in your head? I moment? am. Yeah give me a roll sandy and disadvantage there it is which is rolling two tens and taking the worst of the two
5: shit sorry buddy I did not mean that <laughs> no no it's okay <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that
3: let's,
6: let's do this so roll two d100s is basically what it is
4: and take the highest it's a 100 shit it is a 100
3: right, it's a it's going to be a, it, be a five sandy loss um, and, Doctor, you're compelled to tell them what you see, what you remember, what you saw in, in her eyes.
6: Let me mark off my sanity, because you said it's five sanity? Okay. Five.
1: Boy, I understand that.
5: This <laughs> will heart said, about it, Ralphio <laughs> As
1: I sit here staring forlornly at my sanity.
6: <laughs> my son, he... Um, he was 4 and his name was Brian my wife's uh, my wife's name was Daisy um she developed something very suddenly a a sickness um, in her mind. She stopped recognizing our Brian. She kept saying that something had replaced him. That it wasn't really our little boy.
3: She stopped being near him. And
6: she stopped having anything to do with him Would yell at him
3: to go away. It wasn't her son. You can see her eyes in your memory. You still remember those eyes.
6: And then
2: I came home from work.
6: I could hear the bath water running upstairs. And the stairs were soaking wet. And I went up as fast as I could. And I opened the door to the bathroom. And there he was
2: in the tub. all blue,
6: I came in and I grabbed my baby boy's
2: body. I tried,
6: I tried to bring him back. And while I was doing that, Daisy came to the door. And she um, said to me with those
3: eyes, as if she was seeing through me, not
6: seeing me. Crazed eyes, I saved us
2: from him. I had to kill him
6: to save us. I screamed at her, I pushed her. I went down to call the police. She looked at me like I was, like I was crazy. And she ran out of the house and got in the car i chased after her i didn't want to lose her for what she did i followed her car to the golden gate bridge She ran out onto that bridge. It was so dark. I didn't know how far down the water was. She said that I didn't understand.
3: Doctor, there's a memory of of her falling. Just a glimpse, a glimpse of her falling. As you remember that, Somewhere behind the doctor, something falls from a hatch from the ladder is down to the colony level. Something small, dark, something drops behind the doctor.
4: Like how far behind the doctor?
3: Maybe about eight, nine feet. and still inside the pod of the rest of you. There's a welching sound when it hits.
4: A oh,
1: sound a what sound. was that? I'm gonna scramble Chess's, to
4: my feet. Chess's jaw is slack. He can't even talk, but he saw it.
5: Okay, so it's, we have flashlights that are of their own? Yeah,
3: you also have helmet lights as well, if you want it to be on. Uh, the group that you turn to illuminate, it's, there's not a lot of hiding spaces in here. We've got four pods and a whole bunch of these weird wardrobes and storage areas. It landed behind one of the farther pods. It comes out, uh, you see a foot, a human foot, as far as you can tell. Um, but it wiggles. It's attached, and this below the foot, there seem to be small appendages, um, almost like a centipede, maybe small, tiny legs, uh, where the, the where the Achilles, the would be down the back of the the uh, the calf muscles. Uh, it, it moves on these small, tiny appendages. The foot does. The toes wiggle a little bit. Uh, there's a uh, pustules, um, small growths, and strange things hanging off of it. And it moves over towards one of the the uh, tombs. Out of view. Around behind
4: the tomb. Uh, the only thing Chess can muster is, uh, It's
6: time to do an experiment, and I grab my scalpel and I run towards it, and I just want to slice it in half.
3: Other than the doctor, (laughs) maybe to roll sanity. Say that one more time? Roll sanity, except for the doctor. All right. Oh my god, aught seven.
5: Down it!
4: 75, I fail.
3: So, um... Chess, that's two, two more Sandy. Okay. Two. How's, uh, how's John doing?
5: I was unaware and didn't roll. <laughs> uh, 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 nine. Wow. Right. Damn.
3: <laughs> um, who knows what it was? John, um, Cass is, of course, too distracted, and the doctor is too distracted to even really you know, formulate it. But, but, but Chess saw it. Chess saw it in great detail. Uh, it's, it's, it's not right.
4: Uh, and he can't form any words. He's just noises coming out.
1: Yes. What is it? Huh.
4: He, his pen is frozen. The book is. He's he's like statuesque.
1: I'm I'm, I'm gonna like grab John's hand because I imagine he's fairly near me and use him to lever myself up to my feet and look in the direction that chess is looking because anything that freaks him out probably needs to get addressed.
3: The toes kind of poke around the, the side of the tomb of this foot and wiggle a little bit uh, in a very odd, awkward sort of fashion.
4: Uh, so like the noises start to form sentences and as I it, it fell from the ceiling.
1: Like with Boss's arm dead. It moved on its own. Like that.
6: I'm after this thing.
1: <laughs> um,
3: right up to it's right there on the ground. The, the toes wiggle a little bit. The muscles going to undulate a little. Um, there's the feelers and, and small appendages below. Aww. Doctor, what do you do?
6: I pin it to the ground with one hand and with the other, <laughs> take a toe off the big one.
3: Right. I'll have you do a medicine roll for this instead of a okay. ball roll. Ooh.
2: Three. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a simple
3: maneuver that the doctors perform many times medically where he just secures it and then with one quick motion, uh, just dissects the, the, the large toe comes right off, um, little bits of blood and icker, uh, some of the black or greenish fluid kind of oil or splutters out of
6: it. Do, do I get a reaction from this
3: thing? Immediately burned clean though with the scalpel. So there's a, a small amount of splatter for the most part. It's clean cut. It falls down, the toe that you cut off begins to wiggle and writhe on the ground while the foot itself seems to be moving. And those tiny little legs beneath the foot are trying to scurry and try to get away. Like you pinned a large
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, centipede with your hand and you're holding it there and it's scurry, the little little legs scurry around, scurry around, the toes move around a little bit. And of the other separated one, begins an inch along like a tiny little thick slug.
6: Get over here and help me.
1: Low torch would be good about now.
4: Yeah, someone kick, uh, kill the uh, thick slug with two C's. Um, s- snap! It he's snapped out of his stupor and he um, closes the book and grabs and starts to jog over towards the doctor with you know trying to light the torch the entire way. I assume he gets it open. Let's it up. Yeah, he gets the he gets the blowtorch going and bends down next to the doctor. The toe first. All
3: right. Chess, um what would be a good analog for this particular uh thing? This you know, what's your best repair skill?
4: Um I have natural world, fight brawl, sis up, spot hidden self, listen. Uh, archaeology but not that's no that's not biology i have biology
3: uh, biology biologically you've probably done some experiments like this in the laboratory where you've, got, you've used bunsen burners or other tools and labs so i'll let you use biology
4: for this yeah no, let's see
3: what you got.
4: all right it's pretty good 19 19 so oh that's not a critical success but it's damn close
3: it's a, it's a quick maneuver. You light this thing on fire. It, it responds like you would expect uh, something that made of organic tissue uh, under intense heat. It burns and broils and, and cooks in a matter of seconds. Uh, it wiggles and wiggles and wiggles until it, it becomes cinders and ember and carbon. As you burn Creme it. Creme
4: brulee it. On the bottom. It stops moving after you burned it up. I, uh, he looks at Dr. Torrance. I consider that success
6: i agree now how do we do this one
4: you
3: wiggling doctor it's still trying to get away from this... oh
4: no is it
3: yeah. wait no. i did a
4: different one than he was holding yeah oh. okay um and so he goes over to the one the doctor's on and tries it on that one
6: i try and give him room by like grabbing the leg part of the foot and just holding it down by that or however much of an ankle they have
4: All
3: right doctor give me a strength roll i'm gonna have it try to oppose you but it's uh Unfortunately, it doesn't have a very high strength, but maybe oh. my, maybe my GM inspiration will
4: help me if I get... Well, I want to inspire him. Wait, I'm going to spend so?
3: GM inspiration to try to get a better role than what I just okay. got. One of your two? Is an 04.
6: Oh my Shit. God. Which,
3: this thing's strength is, a, is, a, is technically about a 45. It's not that strong. Hmm. Dr.
6: My, my strength is 50, and I, I rolled a, what, 70,
5: where is it?
2: Well, 79. Yeah, 79. I, will, it, I
5: would second that It wiggles and
3: wiggles, and wiggles yeah. as the wind comes up, and then it gets out of the doctor's grasp and begins to scurry on these tiny little centipede legs towards the darkness of a corner.
4: I want to say that I try to jump onto it like using the blowtorch hand as like a spike on it to impale it. I want to try seeing it get away.
3: Let's see what we should have your roll for that. Like, give me a this, is a, this is more of a brawl or a melee roll. What's the best you got?
4: Um, I have climb. I've got brawl. And then, yeah, I've got brawl. Give me brawl. So it's the number in my skills plus the percentage? Or is it just the numbers in there? I want to get this right. But did you see it, it once on it? In a, in a, hey, what's up? character generation did you spend points on your brawl, or just yes need? i spent points on my brawl but it also had a percentage next to it add those together ah fuck yeah okay all right so succeeds um it's uh critical success at 22 but i got a 32. a uh, critical success is a nine i got a 32. Gotcha.
3: Uh, as it escapes i'll have you do basically you, you burn part of it you notice you, you catch part of the back of it on fire It singes it as it scurries over to uh, behind one of the uh the tombs you can see it kind of popping out there. Not a lot of hiding spaces in this room. Um, John, you're close to it. What do you want to do?
5: Uh, I would like to also, if I see chess going in for the uh, blowtorch kill, I would also like to replicate that.
3: <laughs> right, John, I, um, what's a good skill? You, you've worked a lot of torches in your time. So I'll let you do some engineering for this role to, to burn this thing. Uh, 12. All right. Uh, it basically, as che- it escapes from the doctor and Chess burns it, it goes right to where John is, and he just bends over and, and cooks the thing at, at close range with a, with, a, with a scalping hot plasma of the, the welding torch. It lights it on fire. It it, it, it basically reacts as you would expect of a, a creature uh, that's made out of, you know, looks like a, a living creature. A rising and moving and, and twisting and curling up as it burns until it becomes cinder and little bits of flesh and burn carbon and whatnot when it falls to the ground as a mess. It doesn't, stops moving.
6: Well, at least now we know. All right. And it burns like the rest of us.
1: That one does.
4: Apparently everything has a flash point. If it bleeds, say it with me now.
1: We can kill it?
5: It can die.
4: Watching (laughs) old movies, eh? Predator? Really old movies. I wish this was a Predator. At least it didn't have tentacles in the film. Um,
5: Yeah, this is more like John Carpenter's The Thing if I had to gauge it. Anybody? All right, forget it. Uh, This is a mess, is what (laughs) they say. I'm glad we could burn it at the very least.
1: We need to check the rest of the tombs.
6: It brought. Oh, sorry, go on. Let's
1: see if anyone's alive.
3: Yes, um, listen, roll, if you would. Listen.
1: Okay. Uh, 38, yes.
3: Okay. I was going to check if you failed. So, Cass, you're the first that hears it. It's um, a sound of um, whenever a boot's on a ladder, there's that sound, that distinctive sound that you mm-hmm. re- um, this thing came from one of the access panels that leads up to the main, and you hear that sound again from above.
1: Guys, I think we're about to have company.
3: of a
6: It can bring blood to life, but it had to be our blood. It brought a foot to life, but it had to be human. It needs us to live.
1: And it's using, it, it, it harvested us
6: and it brought what blood to it, life
1: what, 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 what is if, building with that harvest
5: so is it possible it's uh it's not just it's taking our blood it we're its parts essentially Am right. I oh, son of right correct
1: let's let's move because i do not want to be under yeah you hear
3: uh, the sound again unless you hear that ladder sound again um but it, it's retreating as opposed mm-hmm. to ascending you hear it Fading a little bit above you.
6: Do you think that foot fell off of somebody?
2: I don't know.
5: We follow. Yeah. Punches his chest a little. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Is there a ladder or anything to follow? Or
3: that goes the, the actions. Yes. John, first.
6: Are we going? Are we all going together? Look up. What do you see? What do
3: I see? No, um, I won't have you spot hidden. There's um, You will see what looks like uh, a uniform, two legs, um, maybe a human body ascending up the ladder towards the center of the ship. Two legs, two legs. That's all I can see them towards the pants. and You're looking at somebody from below.
2: Is it
5: a- I see some humanoid climbing up. Do I follow?
1: Is it a... Is it a, so uh, do, do would I as a crew member have a different uniform than the colonists? And if so, is it a colonist or a crew uniform?
3: The cast you look? Yeah. All right, um, give me your spot, Henry. Let's we'll see if you can tell at this point.
4: I tell uh, John to call mean? out to it.
3: Hard success. Yes, it's a darker uniform that looks like one of the, the what the four you would wear as opposed to the colonists.
1: That's a crew uniform. That's like mine. And I I pluck pluck at my my own suit.
6: That could be Mother.
1: Or Peter.
4: Do we call? Do we chase? I I, I think we.
1: Am I still under compulsion?
3: It's up to you, but you still have that feeling, but you can control it.
1: Okay. Like a, a part of me wants to call out, but the rest of me is like, There's something wrong. What's wrong? Why are they why is someone of the crew awake and down here?
6: They found us. I don't know, but we need to make sure
5: they don't tell anybody else about us. Space madness doesn't have always a perfect Let's go.
3: Let's go then. Ascending in what order.
5: I'm climbing.
1: I'm
3: I'm immediately after him.
6: I'll go after that.
4: And I will be left.
3: So as, as John works his way up, of course, Cass, you're, you're more nimble at this, but you're gonna wait, wait for John. He's got the, he's on the ladder. Uh, he's working his way up there pretty quickly and he's climbed a lot of ladders in his time as well. So John's not a, a slouch. Um, although John, as you're working your way up, those two legs um, disappear into the, the main body of the ship, cl- closing over the gap and over and out of your view. Um, a few moments later, as you continue climbing, um, a head appears. Uh, it's dark. You can't make it out, but you can see a head. You can see hair, appears, uh, kind of peering over the side, uh, maybe from the nose up, looking down the passageway.
5: Looking back at us? At the, at
3: the four of you ascending. A head from to the top up, watches, looking. On the other side, opposite the head, uh, a hand appears, climbing over and grasping at the edge of the hatch, or the, the, the access tunnel, as it would be.
5: Cass. Who is this again? Who, uh, who, who, Okay, do Rick.
1: I, do, I, well, do, do I see enough right. to recognize who this might be? You we'll see John from...
2: <laughs>
1: are we are we, are we we at the point where uh, zero G would start to take over? Are we high enough into the... I'm
3: still gotta climb a little bit more to get out of the, the, the G forces. When you get about halfway, you can start to jump. And when you're two thirds of the way, you can pretty much, you're free to start making bolder movements. Okay.
1: I I, I can't see them around you. I can't see well enough to know who it is.
5: I don't know what they're about to do, but I am am not comfortable with this, and I'm still climbing, but I'm going to try and, uh, with the space that is this area we're climbing in the ladder in, Mm -hmm. uh, I want to try and basically use myself as the shield for whatever happens. I don't know. I feel like I'm getting a bad vibe, and I want to, like, use as much surface area as I can to cover the, the surface below me,
1: if that makes let, sense. Let me know as, as as soon as we hit proper zero, Jane. And
3: the four of you are still in your spacesuits, with the helmet's yep. on. So that's, there's that. All right, John, as you get closer and closer, um, the head uh, retreats and goes out of view. Uh, the hand, and then something else, maybe 90 degrees away also moves and gets out of the way as well. And whatever it was up there, it's it's, they're, it's moved away. It's clear.
5: All right. Uh, I relay that to the rest of the team. It's odd, but it happened.
1: Something saw us. Someone saw us.
6: And now it's I think, waiting for us.
1: Or is reporting back to someone else.
6: Weapons at the ready. Weapons at the ready. Uh, bolt I, gun, maybe? I don't know. What do you
5: got?
1: Bolt gun! Yeah, I'm done with that. John. John, hand me your wrench, please.
5: I did pick that up. <laughs> John lowered it to Cass. No.
3: Huh? Okay, so Cass, what do you do with the wrench?
1: I'm I'm going to hang on to. I'm, I'm, I'm going to attach it to, 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 to my Velcro.
3: Got it. All right, so John, you want to ready that bolt gun?
5: I will do that. I'm readying the bolt gun.
3: All right, John continues to ascend slowly. Kind of making sure he's covering the, the party behind him, um, John. When you're almost to the top, there's very little gravity behind holding you here. At this point, you could, if you were more able, you could jump or fling yourself in, or just keep going on the ladder. It's up to you.
5: I'm gonna go in cautiously into the room uh, with a hand above my head in case there's like a hatch that slams on my head. I want to like be very. I'm I'm over uh, overly cautious about this, so I'm gonna go into the room slowly.
3: John then, rises up. And you're now in the in the belly of the ship, or the center the center mass, center cylinder of the ship That's where you've returned to, um, and there's two directions forward and, and aft. Um, um, which direction do you want to look? Towards the rear of the ship, or the front of the ship?
5: Mm, towards the rear of the ship.
3: Roll spot hidden for me.
5: Oh, ah, uh, seventy six. <laughs> Reroll that, yeah?
2: Yeah.
5: thanks, Thank you, team. Of course. 78.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amy. You pulled an Amy.
3: It's, all, well, it's There's nothing up there anymore. It's, whatever it was is gone. You're fine.
6: What about luck? Can you spend looks, that at all?
3: Looks safe. It takes a so lot that? of luck. What would your spot hidden be? What's the, what's the number?
5: My spot hidden is uh, base 45. Ooh.
3: That'd be like thirty. Yeah. More of luck! It's a bad idea. That's a lot of luck. Um, Cass uh, comes up behind, and the rest of the group follows up pretty closely. Um, there's nothing around you at this point. Um, nothing in here. Uh, you guys do notice there are some little tiny blood globules kind of floating about here in the zero g. Tiny little. Is
6: there a blood discernible blood pattern? pattern? Uh, How geez. much
5: luck would it be?
3: Just kind of they kind of make a fine mist, or yeah, no discernible the pattern that you notice. A little
5: tiny drop. How much luck would it be to spend in order to, to see something?
3: Over thirty, like
5: thirty. Yeah, that's
4: yeah, probably bad. But I. What I, are we saving it for, right? Kinda.
1: <laughs> for, for not failing luck rolls to find things when we need them.
4: I'm but on it, board if you want to it, use it. If it gives everybody a sixth sense about what's
5: coming, I don't mind uh, biting the. The crazy bullet, if it were.
2: Oh,
1: no. <laughs> it's, it's your choice, man. It's your luck.
5: I'm biting the crazy bullet. Oh. <gasps> All right. I All right. will do anything to see something Ow. that's coming at us. What is it? I'm at 60 right now for, wait, luck? Or, luck? Look, yeah. Yeah, I'm at 60 for luck right now.
3: Okay. So it was the difference between your spot hidden, which was, I think, a 35,
5: 45.
3: 45. And what your roll was a 68, right? 78. Yeah. 78. So the difference between those two numbers is 33. Someone else. 33 luck. 33 luck.
1: So you are down to 27. Go for it.
5: Okay. You only luck once. 27. Oh, damn. 27 okay. luck,
3: I'm at. So John doesn't see anything. When he glances back, they're just for some reason, a reflection, a spark, a something catches John's eye, and he just happens to turn his head at the right time. It's a glint uh, of like a, a little light reflecting off an eyeball. And you see that a face, a head up, hidden, tucked away in these pipes that run the length and breadth of the center of this ship. And on all sides, there's these pipes and conduits. There's a head, eyeballs, uh, There's a, there's a blink One of the eyeballs.
5: (laughs) I relay that to the rest of the team. Guys, (laughs) (laughs) I see some eyes in the darkness. (laughs) I know it's luck. I'm trying to
1: keep a straight face. It ain't luck,
5: (laughs) not sanity, but still.
4: It's (laughs) having its toll. Uh, Yeah. I don't know what to do with that.
1: <laughs> I'm 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 gonna look down in that direction because I know that it was a crew uniform that was going up, and that's my best option for finding one of mine.
2: Yeah, you okay.
3: want a spot hidden looking towards the rear of the ship. Yeah, go for it, John. Be
6: ready with that gun.
3: Mm-hmm. Funny,
1: hard success.
3: Okay, good. Um, Bring sandy for me.
1: Yep. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. Thirty-two on the nose, which is a success. Or I I, I met it so thirty-two exactly.
3: Um, cast remembers what what cast they saw earlier to the rear of the ship, um, and then for some reason there's connection, and you you see the same head that John is pointing at. It, it, it's a there's a link they're linked somehow. It, it's a, it ties in in your mind. It, it's a connection.
1: The things are connected to the head.
3: Yes, you also see then somewhere else in these pipes and these conduits, something else moves, you know, beyond another one, you know, opposite side of where the head would be. All
1: right. So I'll look at the head, and then I'll swivel around to the, to the movement and point that out as well.
3: All
4: right. The group notices it. Um, There's
3: something over there.
4: Are we still trailing in the ladder in like the order? No, we're or floating, okay.
3: We're right floating in zero G in the center, uh, the center of the ship. Um, you guys catch a reflection, a glint, a uh, fabric, maybe a, a suit, maybe.
5: I, anybody?
4: What's the ambient light in here? Like, is the flashlight still necessary? Is there uh, a star? There are some LEDs, kind of running the length of the ship in both directions. Uh,
5: it's
3: but there's a lot of shadows.
1: It's one of mine. I need to know.
5: Flashlights. We have a flashlight each and a HUD light. That's right. Correct? Okay. Then I'm uh, turning for a flashlight and both the headlight.
4: Uh, so he, uh, chest stops it. him as while he sees he motions to reach up for it. He pulls out his pocket flashlight, the only one that he got, and he's like, he cracks it or you know turns it on, and he sends it tumbling slowly. Over, head over heel, kind of strobe light effect towards the glint to potentially illuminate that section and get a better view. Roll luck for me. Oh, <laughs> man.
1: And that is why you don't spend luck.
3: Four, baby! <laughs> so it it tumbles slowly, pirouetting, the light shining in little, little circles, little spirals. Um, as it goes down and down, illuminating the sides of the ship Spur, uh, turning 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 um, from one of the the pipes uh, up the side something comes out um, a hand attached to an arm attached to an elbow attached to the the upper arm where there's some <laughs> tendrils behind it which reaches out floating through the air grabs the flashlight and then it sort of turns it in its fist and it floats across the other side of, of the uh, passageway landing amongst the pipes once again
4: yeah uh, keep your lights off. Uh, did we just see that?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he
4: was asking the rest of the team. It's like I. That happened, right? That's I awesome. think I should...
3: oh, Roll Sandy once more for fun. Just
4: for fun. <laughs> this
3: everybody? isn't a fun exercise for me.
4: <laughs> Thirty-five. Wait, All right. Wait, everybody. Everybody. Oh. <laughs>
1: But it wasn't a fumble. It was one away from a fumble, but it was not a fumble.
4: I will inspire that, Bo, if you can. Yeah.
3: yeah. You can inspire that for Cass. Cass is going to need a, as much Sandy as, as they can.
6: <laughs> 71, the one better. <laughs>
5: Still fail. 66 out of 68.
3: Doctor, you'll lose just two Sandy for witnessing this. Cassie, how'd you do?
1: Uh, do I get a reroll?
5: Yeah.
1: Oh, thank you. I, did, I didn't hear that. What are we up to? God, in I made it a hard success.
3: If you made it, you, it's zero. If you failed, it's two for, for seeing that.
2: Um,
6: maybe we try and lure it out with a light. I don't know. Um,
4: so what? that's your answer, John. It's for some reason, it's stitching parts together. I, has tendrils, but it still feels the need to stitch parts together to grab.
5: It's growing nourishment. I I I really have no full guess, but that's my theory, my hypothesis. You know,
6: let's just get it down here and burn it. I concur.
4: How it was? It was pretty big, right? Or long, because it was like an arm. elbow to a forearm to an arm to a forearm. What you
3: saw was what looked like a human arm with some weird growths and things kind of trailing off the back end of it um, with a hand, a human hand, um, float across the room, grab the flashlight and float back into the pipes again.
1: Was there enough of it to be able to tell if it was more of a masculine or a feminine hand?
3: No, let's see, It's a good question. Uh, Give me a a spot hidden, let me see how well you did. Sure. Uh, 45 on the nose. It looked like it might be a male. Um, hard to tell.
1: Okay. So I'll I'll keep that to into myself, but note it down as that might be Peter.
5: Is there an insight at all?
3: <laughs> um, psychology. Uh, you say insight. Yeah. Yeah. If we can roll intelligence for idea or insight, essentially, if we need if we if we needed to, usually it's when the the, the Keeper needs you guys to think of something that you, that you no one's grasping. I'll have you roll for that. Um, but what was the question that John was curious about?
5: I was just seeing if I could insight or uh, figure out that's, if there was anything bothering Cass and if I could decipher what that was.
3: Ruin you roll your uh, intelligence or idea.
5: Boom. Six. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, nine, sorry. Uh, little dot is at the bottom. No, right. like- uh, that's- nine, that- yeah.
3: John's got a great sense of this. cat's concerned about maybe being a crew member as in part of her crew. Um, and so a lot of the clues you've seen seem like that might be might be correct. Is
5: that bothering you, Cass? In,
1: yes, that was a, a, a arm in a crew member's uniform. So yes, I'd say I'm quite bothered. <laughs>
6: That's fair
5: enough. That's fair enough.
6: We should, we, should we oh. should we deal with the body, as well, that was over there?
5: Yeah, when I'm- the doctor
3: says that, uh, you, you all see it. Um, the the eyes, um, the hair, the face from the top up, kind of peeking out from behind some pipes. Um, I, wild eyes, crazy eyes. Uh, Cast you the first. Uh, you recognize. You, you suddenly recognize that 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 looks like that's Peter's face. That's Peter that's Peter uh, give me sandy roll Cass. 86 Cass, this is two uh, more how uh, much Cass, you, you have a you see those eyes in your flashback in your mind to Peter you can see him again um, you you feel pain you feel a pain in your side a, a horrible pain and Peter's there and he looks angry he looks furious and he, he takes that he takes um, what looks like a, a wrench, a large wrench or a, a crowbar or something. He's holding it, and he gets he his look in his face like he's like he's pissed off, like you haven't seen it before. And you see him leave the room, um, and you see Andy's there. And Andy's there looking at, at the wound, and there's blood on Andy's hands, and Peter storms out of the room. Then you see his face. Peter? His face is up there hiding behind the pipes and the conduits just part of his head, his body wouldn't fit up there, but there's no way his body would fit up there.
1: And I'm, and I'm going to like get my feet on something solid and just kick up in that direction using zero G to to float up in that direction.
3: Gas floats up towards where the head is right up to where it is stopping just short. Um, and the head kind of, kind of, Drifts out. Um, there's the neck and then below the neck small tendrils uh, Curvatures uh, growths of some sort which seem to be holding on to one of the pipes and It looks at you that mouth opens and shuts and opens and shuts but it can't speak I can't it's not possible but it's opening eyes wide like it's trying like Peter is there right in front of you you see his face he looks horrified. He's trying to say something to you. Give me another Sandy
4: roll Cass. What an odd organism.
3: Oh my God. Uh, two more Sandy. Ah. Uh, what you remember, Cass, is you remember seeing a mother with the workbench and the arm. Mother holding her own arm down on the workbench. You see her holding her own arm down and the bottom of her arm, there's these growths just like the bottom of Peter's head. Mother's holding her own arm against the workbench and saying something. And you hear Andy screaming and Peter screaming as as the tendrils writhe from mother's arm on the workbench.
1: It, is the arm still attached to her or has it been detached and is she's holding it there?
3: holding her arm just like the doctor had pinned that foot to the floor, holding it there, her own arm.
1: Can I make out anything that they're screaming?
3: They're just screaming, no, stop, no. What do you do? There's a panic, a terror, is what you remember, the feelings, the fear. Uh, Mother has something in her hand. Mother's holding pruning shears in her other hand as she holds it down, pruning shears. And you're screaming for her to stop. That's what you
2: remember. I mean, Peter's
3: oddly animated head. You know, words at you, you can't possibly understand. And his eyes have a dead expression though. There's no, there's nothing there. Um, and then the head bobs over towards you. Like it's searching for something. And moves back behind the pipes again slowly, unless you want to stop it.
2: I'm so
1: sorry, Peter. And I'm going to take and take the wrench and try to bat it and try to and try to hit the thing.
3: You—it's easy to you smash into it. It busts open the side of the face. It flies back into the pipes. Uh, blood and ooze and vicar, whatever, bubble out and float. Um, little droplets in every direction in the zero G. The head smashes and tumbles and tumbles around and tumbles around. One of the tendrils grabs something and holds it there and it stays there, halfway smashed in, hanging and floating against one of the pipes, against the wall of this, little bits of ichor and blood and ooze floating about. A few drops land on your your visor and on your outfit and on your clothes and on your glove. Uh, One of Peter's eyes, there's one left, looks at you, sort of a, a dead expression.
1: I'm going to take another swing, just like howling in pain and rage and grief as I try to destroy this thing that, did, that once was my friend's, my brother's head.
2: The
3: rest of you notice um, Cass wail and mercilessly smash into the remains of this, this head and bash it into a, a messy pulp against the side of the ship. Uh, from the other side, behind Cass, as she beats on it, uh, one of the arms comes out. And so it's floating towards Cass's back.
4: Um, I, uh, chess sees that and just, I guess, springs into action. Just non-characteristically. Look out! Um, with the blowtorch kind of uh, at the fired up and at the ready to hit this thing.
3: Uh, give me a dex roll. We'll make it simple.
4: All right. All right. All right.
3: Nine! Nice. Damn! He, he he seizes it in his, with one hand, grabs the arm, the fingers grasping, grasping, with the other hand, puts the torch to it, and, it and burns it in a, in a hot plasma fire that quickly incinerates it and burns it and chest just as holds it until it's, it's too hot to hold, releasing the flaming remains of the arm as it drifts and drifts and drifts and burns uh, towards the rear of the ship. Uh, because it's there's other motion around you, uh, a strange foot begins to float and move with small little growths beneath it, like centipede legs, and some other large sack like uh, piece of, of cloth covered with a, a uniform.
4: Do I get the sense that, like, we're surrounded?
3: They're moving around in the pipes around you.
5: Uh, can I? Low torch, a central point that will fire through all the pipes.
3: Yeah, so, we'll how about to make it simple? There, um, John grabs one and burns one. And it, it moves around a bit as it catches fire. Um, another one begins to scurry a little bit along the pipes. Uh, the doctor or chest can put lights it on fire as well. Uh, it doesn't take too long for you guys to find these different little pieces that are hiding about pieces of, a, of one person's body: uh, the, the chest, the legs, the arms, and the head of uh, a, a former crew member. Um, and each one of them is disposed of, burned, or smashed into bits. Uh, so there's no more motion.
6: We can't do that to everything that's been taken down there. We need a better solution than this. Right now,
5: this is all we got. I'm listening to better solutions, though. Anybody?
6: Look over at Cass... All right, how are you doing, Cass? You there?
1: Oh, Cass is probably about 20 feet above the rest of them, as they would think of gravity, and just sort of hanging there, breathing hard, holding onto the wrench with both hands. And you can hear them breathing in, in the, in the uh, comms, but not responding. And finally, after a second, they're like, <sighs> I'm here.
6: I assume that was your friend
2: that was Peter.
5: I'm sorry.
6: Do a uh, calm only to to chess and say you can mark him off your list,
4: and then there was one
3: <laughs> and you want to roll spot in for me one more time or not?
4: My twenty-eight
1: Ooh. sanity says no, but my <laughs> deep and abiding curiosity says yes. Let's do it. I don't know if I should be happy that I just got a critical success. Nice. That's an odd three.
3: That's a good roll. It's a great roll. Fantastic
1: uh, roll. How insane did I just go?
3: sanity for me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, odd. One, sir. What? Oh,
3: that's amazing. Oh. So um, this, this this is what Cass was expecting and looking for and wanting to see. Um, so Cass, you can actually add one point of sanity.
4: Ooh.
3: Hey, all right. You've achieved what your, one of your objectives. You, As you just look down towards the rear of the ship again, looking towards the rear where the engines are, um, there's, there's, a, there's a doorway that leads to the engine where the nuclear facility is and the engine and whatnot. Uh, the doorway opened. Uh, you cast spotted it immediately. Um, and then as the door opens, uh, you you see Mother's face looking back at you with a look of horror, like in surprise. And the door, she quickly and quietly just closes the door again to that back nuclear compartment, and she's out of your view.
1: But she looked like she
3: was whole, except for the missing arm. You couldn't tell. You saw, you saw her face. It looked like her face as she's looking, about to open that door.
1: But Which there was actual like expression, not like what was
3: on Peter's face. Expression, a look of surprise, is what you what you picked up. Uh, eye to eye, you saw her eyes, and Mother saw your eyes. And mother closed that door.
1: Guys, um, my boss is in the nuclear engine room. I'm not entirely sure if it's all of her. But she saw me, and she recognized me, as I recognized her, and that didn't happen when Peter looked. At, when Peter looked at me,
4: that's that's um, good news, right?
6: That's where we get our answers.
1: Not necessarily. She looked horrified, surprised.
4: She's it, getting away. It just means that she's sane. We should we should go get her.
2: Let's go.
6: <laughs> Porches at the ready. Yes.
4: They and never I'll turned it off. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and, and I'll and I'll wait for them to catch up before before I go kicking further down.
3: You work your way down, either jumping or climbing or pulling yourself down in zero G, down, down, down towards the aft of the ship. Uh, there's a single door that leads to where the, the nuclear engine is. It's a nuclear power that controls the whole powers the whole ship. And behind that would be where the engines are, but there's not much access there. The nuclear power room is where this door leads to, there's warnings and labels there about warning about radiation and whatnot, signs and such warning you not to open this door while it's operational. Um, and there's also an indicator by the door, kind of giving you a gauge of how much radiation is being kicked out. Uh, hard to tell from the indicator what the numbers really mean, but it's a, it's a red bar. Um, there's about six or seven bars, and it's about okay, of the seven bars, it's right about number six mm-hmm. as far as an indicator of how much radiation is being kicked out. Uh, from the chamber there. Um, of course, the doctor knows and others knows, you know a, cer- a certain amount of radiation won't kill you. It might give you cancer. A prolonged exposure is a bad thing. You might die. These suits? You no. Know, and these suits, um, these suits are actually, you would know, are designed to handle the space radiation to a certain degree, as much as it can protect you from with a, a, th- a thin layer of, of, of lead and other composite materials. So any kind of spacewalk for a couple of hours should keep you relatively safe from, from you know solar radiation and whatnot. I'm
4: Correct gonna, me if I'm uh, wrong, but space gamma radiation is more intense than Chernobyl-esque fallout if you're exposed to it.
1: I mean, this is this is more intense and more and this is more concentrated, I think, more into like one small space than the radiation of space. Okay. Yeah.
3: That's a sentence. It depends on exposure levels and how what what the situation is. It's it's kind of complicated.
6: Ask <laughs> can we shut that engine off? I mean, we're already not going where we want to go.
3: The whole
1: ship is powered by nuclear power. Can I stop the nuclear fusion?
3: You <laughs> is can it, stop it, but we need to restart it at some point.
1: But but I could shut the engine off.
3: There's a, there's a way to disengage uh, the nuclear engine and, and later restart it safely with batteries and whatnot. Um, um your specialty, that was mother's specialty if you recall. She was the one that had the all the engines and the nuclear power. That's was this was her thing.
4: Should have been paying yeah. attention.
1: I did pay attention. <laughs> um Yeah, I can I can shut the engine off. But if she's in there and she's sane and she's done this on purpose, this is her specialty. Life support systems are mine, propulsion systems are hers. So anything that I do, she can undo.
6: Well, it doesn't matter. I was just saying to, to save us, but you just have to be quick about it.
1: We have we have some time. How much time do I think we would have with the spacesuits? Do we have like 20 minutes before we start like taking on a lethal dose? Or
3: I think you'd have to determine the dosage and then have some computer or something tell you based on that dosage what it would be. Uh, you can't tell right now. You don't even know what the what
6: the data. I pick up my tricorder. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You've been playing so much Star Trek.
2: <laughs> yeah. <I have.
5: laughs> um. And look
1: at them. Huh? Anything
5: you can do, they can do. Correct. Better. Well, can we figure out something you can't do, so much so that they can't do it either?
1: With the ship systems, maybe not. <laughs> she's you, been, she's, you, she, she has been doing this kind of work since twice. Twice, she, she has been doing this for longer than I've been alive, twice over.
4: Did she walk in there without shielding?
3: You didn't see any helmet. When you
1: saw her face. I saw, I saw her head. She didn't have a helmet on.
5: Oh, jeez. No such thing as a perfect system. There has to be a weakness to them. <sighs> I'm saying.
6: Do we go in or not? I think yes. So be it.
5: It
1: has to happen. And I'll, and I'll start typing in the code. He checks the, the code valves code on his suit. Not valid. The code is not valid.
3: Doesn't work. We'll open. Okay.
1: We're at it in like three separate languages.
3: I'm going to try here.
1: All right. And How I'm, many
6: languages do you know? Sorry.
1: I don't know other languages, but I know a lot of swear words in other languages.
4: So chess is now full, kind of like done, and he he's starting to motion towards the blowtorch and the hold on the padding that she the punch pad.
1: Hold on, hold on! I know electronics. Help me, help me get the panel off. Maybe I can wire it to, to force it to open without the access code. She changed the code on me.
2: All right. Pop
3: wiring. I it's like a good, it. Good process to pop that panel. You've done it before. Um, what's your electronics
2: repair?
1: My electronics repair is 60. Oh, good. Go for it. Yep.
3: And that is a 44. A quick change of wires, changing the power assist circuits, it, it pops right open. And you lose two sanity. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Everything <laughs> I fucking do in this fucking game makes me lose
2: fucking sanity. <laughs> All right.
3: Um, what you've got in this room, um, in, the, in the center of this room is basically where a, there's a shielded power array and some panels and whatnot, pipes and other things around the sides and other gadgets and whatnot. But that's not what draws your attention. That's not the first thing you guys see. And in the space in this room, um, there's something floating in the midst of this room right right next to the reactor. It's a, a combo, a, a conglomeration, a... Uh, Assortment of tissue and bone and mass, some hair and items in a, a, a body shape with limbs, six limbs, kind of, uh, kind of um, arcing up around it like it's in a fetal position, kind of curled up in a ball. Six limbs and then the back, maybe two more legs, eight total limbs, a weird shape and form. The entire mass of this is maybe about um, 12 feet in length, but it's kind of curled up floating in the zero G of this room, in the midst of the room. It's a, you see bones exposed, you see nerve, tissue, hair, uh, muscles, uh, hanging on bone, as it sits there floating in the midst of the room. The room itself, um, blood and viscous and small bits of material is just floating haphazardly about in zero G, Uh, just floating and littering the air, uh, the surroundings and stick the walls. And all sides are covered in splatter and splotches of of unused material. Um, Mother nearby this creation, uh, the pair that she has made, um, holding in her hand a pair of pruning shears, bloody pruning shears. Uh, Mother floats and then you see turning to look at you, releases the pruning shears from her one good arm, the other is missing. Mother does not appear to be in uh, burned or whatnot, but who knows with radiation damage? Uh, but she is wearing the crew crew outfit, no helmet, no spacesuit, no nothing, with blood stains all over, all over the outfit, uh, The chest, the one good arm, the legs, uh, the face is splotches on it. Uh, mother's hair, short, kind of graying hair, as, uh, kind of floats about about her head, almost like Medusa snakes floating in, in, in the zero g as She looks at the four of you strangely, strangely curious who you are, but she knows Cass. And she has a worried expression on her face, holding her one good hand up. She's released the pruning shears, her one hand up in a a stop motion, like stop, and looks at the four of you. Uh, Behind her, whatever this thing is, moves a little, Um, shakes and vibrates, the legs quiver slightly. Uh, the head, maybe there's eyes, you can't see where they are. Um, it shifts slightly. Um, mother has the hand up, stop, stop. Um, the mother tries to speak and she she looks over at the for you and she kind of motions back towards it. And she says, uh, it knows, it knows what is there. It, it was there. Uh, we're all in danger, it can help us. It, it will stop us. I just need a little more time. I, I, I just need a few more pieces. It's almost complete. I, 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 can't you see? Just look at it. Let me finish, please. Please, I'll show you. It will show you. It, it will show us all. Please, just let me finish.
6: I'm, I'm looking at her eyes. What, what do I see? Does she look insane?
3: Give me a, um, give a psychology
6: good thing i put points into that
4: <laughs> i'd say you're about done old girl uh
6: 33 nice and my psychology is base so whatever that is
2: i think you said psychology right huh psychology,
3: in is... psychology i think didn't you or not
1: i thought you put points in psychology Mm-mm. oh that's right you said it wasn't really his thing
3: okay
2: Sorry. yeah
1: um
3: you don't know exactly, but there's a familiar look in her eyes. If you remember from another, from, from Daisy, that you've seen that look before. She's not right. No, she She's don't. not right. Clearly. Please, please let me stop. I mean, don't stop. Please let me finish. Please let me, please let me finish. It's almost complete. It's almost done.
4: What other components do you need, uh, old girl?
3: Uh, she points uh, with her one good arm, which will be her her right arm. Says here, um, a little bit more for the head. Maybe um, the the, the body is not finished. I think one of the legs is, is not right. Um, um, it wants. It needs more for the head. I think maybe the arms. There's too many, but it wants. This is what it needs. It, six arms. It's it needs six arms. It, it's almost complete. I've been working so hard to fix this.
4: To finish this. Who is? Who are you doing this on behalf of? It will tell us about the planet. It's been there. And he just looks around and he goes,
3: "It." I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's it, there's, there's a few. That I. It's they're in there. I don't know, it, I, I just, I'm just so confused, it, it, it doesn't make sense.
4: They're, they're not like us. Did you like- do that to the habitation tombs down there, old girl?
3: I, I needed the parts. Oh. They didn't, they didn't feel anything, they didn't feel, they were asleep, it was painless. You killed the people we were supposed to help. It's, it's gonna tell us we can't go. We, the planet, we can't. You killed Peter. You killed Andy. It wasn't. it wasn't me.
2: I. Then that the thing that you are
3: protecting did. Cass, I'm sorry. Uh, Cass, we. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm trying.
1: Cass, I'm. I'm. I'm going to get my feet on something solid and just launch myself there. I run.
4: go to grab her uh, ankle if I can, because I want oh.
3: to. What I want to do then for this is I want cast to roll zero G
4: <laughs> and
3: then we're going to have chess essentially roll um, either athletics or brawl, which is better for you.
4: All right. Um, they're athletics both... in system. Brawl is pretty good. Do I roll? Do you right. announce well, your roll?
3: Tell me what you guys
1: get. I got a 17, which is a critical success for my zero G. All
4: right. Well, I... 70 is a success, but I got a 67, so it's not a critical success.
3: So um, chest reaches out and just touches the outside of Cass's suit, and as Chess tries to grasp, Cass is already away, bouncing with all of their strength and might um, and skill. Cass barrels in to Mother, um, hits Mother square in the chest, pushing Mother through the room, uh, bouncing up against the side of this thing that starts to spin and wobble, Cass and mother go flying towards the back, bouncing off the reactor chamber, Cass, do you want to grab onto the housing of the reactor or let go or what
1: i'm I'm focused on mom and i'm and i and I have the wrench in my hand, and I'm just going going to fucking town
6: so well
3: Cass starts beating give me a brawl roll
6: well while they're doing that, I turn to them and I say, "You want to burn that thing while I
5: help Cass
4: I don't want to get near that thing
5: i don't mind burning it at all. Also, there's a assault rifle somewhere here on this ship, and we've completely forgotten that. Anyway, <laughs> and, I, and I will attempt to burn.
4: <laughs> Did we have um, flamethrowers as he's going? Before before he goes, I
6: want to grab the the gun from him. the the nail gun, the rivet gun. Yeah, the
1: rivet
3: gun. gun. Give me your
1: broadcast. Yeah. I got I got an eighteen out of twenty five, which is a success. Which is a success. Sorry, I'm all. <laughs>
3: do you want to spend any luck on that to make it a hard success
1: yes i do i will i will spend five luck on that to make it a success or a all right critical hard
3: success um, i'm gonna have your damage from this wrench uh be a d6 uh add your damage modified for that
1: which is a d4 because i am
3: a strong little thing that's max damage it's a, so ma- a hard success we'll make that max damage of six plus four for ten um Unfortunately, Mother's State is not such that she is with her full hit points at this point in the story, and Cassius lays down a furious beating, smashing Mother's skull, bashing Mother's face wide open with the skull, and a bit of anger and rage, which breaks her her head open essentially. There the, go our the, answers. Brain floating out, and Mother's look of surprise and, and sadness as as beat her head open.
6: There were no answers there.
3: Chess. Um, the, I, the, the thing, whatever you want to call it, is, was bumped in the process and of spinning a little bit in air and spinning slowly in air. its legs quiver a bit and the head portion of it which sheep shaped maybe like a horse but without eyes and a mouth which has got human teeth in it um, and, and some missing ears and a lot of strange misplaced hair starts to stir and move around a bit um, as it floats there and slowly spins in midair drifting towards one of the walls of this chamber.
4: I feel like uh, so <laughs> no, no John went time. away and Torrance went to somewhere. I feel like Chess is still stationary, surveying the room.
3: Let's go ahead and do this uh, in traditional Call of the fashion where we do, instead of rolling initiatives, uh, what we do is we just take our dexterities and we kind of say the fastest one with the most dex goes first. Cass has a ton of dexterity, like 80, right? 80. Cass did their thing. What's the dexterity for the other three of you?
6: I have 60. 50. Ultra uh, 50.
3: All right. Doctor, you're first. What's your action if you want to take one?
6: Um, I've got this bolt gun. How close is Cass to this thing?
3: Cass is more of the center back of the room where the reactor is. This thing has been floating, drifting to the side. So Cass is out of the line of
2: fire.
6: Okay. Um Goodness, so I'm gonna look at the guys and I'm gonna go, I guess we take it out. And I, I jump so where I can get a certain, maybe about 15 feet away from it, um, kind of going like this, jump from one side of the room to the other, and I'm gonna have my gun, and I just wanna fire at this thing.
3: Excellent, so Doctor, I'll you roll, uh, give me a firearm skill if you have one, what do you have? Um,
6: I don't have firearms. Still,
1: what's the closest you got? You'd have it. Yeah. You'd you'd have the base of twenty for a handgun.
6: Yeah, firearms would be handgun twenty percent.
3: Okay, just give me a firearms roll for this particular maneuver. Let's see what you got.
6: Forty-seven.
3: Okay. Probably too much to use luck on, unless you really wanted to, or you could inspire it. I
2: inspire. mean, that,
3: I mean that would be twenty-seven luck to get a regular success.
6: I'll go ahead and do it.
3: Excellent. Spending the luck, you, you see, are successful. Uh, I'll have you roll. Give me a, a D8 damage. Actually, okay. I should miss D8 uh, plus two for funds.
6: Five, six, seven damage.
3: Right, so seven damage. It, uh, a couple of the bolts pierce into the, the fleshy undercarriage of the center mass of this thing. It, it quivers and moves and drifts and finally lands next to the wall. Um, now, John and... Um, Chess, you guys are both going at the same time. I'll also have John go first this turn, and we'll rotate if we need to. John, what do you want to do? Uh,
5: I would look to help Cass.
3: Uh, Cass is across the room near the reactor. Um, Anything else you want to drift over to where where they are?
5: Yeah, I would like to drift over uh, towards Cass and try and protect them as best I can and also help them in their process.
3: So John uh, spends a turn basically covering the room, landing next to Cass and kind of being there to protect Cass in case something goes wrong. Um, Chess,
4: what do you want to do? What? he will be fine. The doc's good. Can I ready an action?
3: Yeah. Okay. uh, What do you want to do?
4: Um, So he's still kind of like maneuvering slowly away from the glob, but keeping it in his peripheral vision surveying the room if it, if it if something comes near him that is not a member he's gonna he's gonna burn it um but i i want to say he's looking for an ejection thing or like to evacuate this chamber or something
3: all right so he'll go ahead he'll spend the turn looking around to see if there's anything he can do as a uh, ejection and i'll say at the end of your turn you do recognize there there's a there's an a, uh, airlock door kind of, for construction purposes or maintenance or whatnot, over there on the side, it's up op- the opposite side. But you do see something—an airlock door. If you want to use that, at the Would top, I- um, moving at the top, it moves okay. before cast. It, it's a feet plant on the side. It begins to rear up, and its headless, its eyeless head, it seems to be looking or shifting or moving. The arms then move and fan out around it, and it starts to kind of climb along the wall heading in the direction of the doctor. Uh, it's now Cass's turn as it approaches, working its way along the wall, moving towards the doctor's position. So mom,
1: so mom has been neutralized, essentially?
3: You smashed mom's head open. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I'm going to turn and look and just with without a word, launch myself after it, wrench in hand.
3: What's your goal for this maneuver?
1: I, so I, it's it's built out of pieces and it's like a six legged creature thing
3: Got two large legs six limbs and a strangely horse shaped head with no eyes
1: i want to try to at least slow it down before it gets to the doctor uh, you're trying to bash it with that yeah. all right give with me with my, my wrench
2: i'm gonna have you
3: for this zero zero g combat maneuver go ahead and roll your zero g again and dive at it okay
1: uh 22 which is a hard success okay
3: where do you want to hit it
1: um i want to try to hit it about where like the 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 cervical area is for for a human i want to try to see if i can get its eyeless gross ass head to detach if i can break it down to smaller pieces it'll be easier for them to set on fire
3: so bashing it in the back of the neck if it were a human analog um go ahead because the, Heart success, you can max damage on this. I think we're doing uh, D8, right? Plus uh, your damage bonus, right?
1: If it was, um, uh, if, if, if it's still the wrench, we did a D6 plus seven plus four. D6 plus four, which
3: okay. is two. All right, so um, Cass bashes it in the back of, of the neck. And Cass, you feel it give. There's a definite give when you smash into the back of it. Um, it's still whole, but it it's something's fractured, something back there. Did not survive that that horrible impact, Cass, do you want to stay there or bounce away if, before it moves
1: yeah i'm 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 going how big is this room?
3: Uh, let's say um, maybe about twenty meters okay, do
1: I reasonably feel do I reasonably feel like I can get away and then bounce back at it and like uh act act kind of like 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 a wolf, I guess going after a caribou like come in and tear at it and then get back out.
3: Uh, you'll, you'll bounce somewhere nearby or for a side wall, so you bounce over towards one of the walls. Um, John, what do you want to do? Uh, do I have the blowtorch? I think, yeah, you still have the blowtorch, yeah. I would like the to
5: blowtorch. You
3: want to dive towards it? It's out of range for your torch. You can to get close. Uh,
5: how close? I mean, it's a fine range. It's not... I feel like... Is it a safe range?
3: If you get close to it, who knows? Safe?
5: Okay. <laughs> I'm going in. I'm going to stay as far as I can and blowtorch it.
3: Okay. Um, so you don't have a zero G skill, <laughs> but I'll let you use your athletics and we'll see how it, how it works.
1: What would be the athletics analog in this? Would that be strength or dex? Because there's no athletics on the
3: sheet. Okay, mm-hmm. there was, um, Give me a uh, dex roll, but I'm going to need you to make a hard success to be successful. Just dex. Oh. Mm. <laughs>
5: Ah, 34, but the hard success is 12.
3: You want to spend any more luck.
1: Wait, a hard success for your dex is 12? Oh, it wouldn't be.
5: That's dex base 50, half 25, and then...
1: Hard, 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 hard would be 25, not 12. 12. 12 is
3: critical. 25, you're good. So what'd you oh. roll?
5: then then, yeah uh no wait no i still rolled a 34 oh
1: if you rolled a 34 you'd only have to spend nine luck in order to make it a hard success Mm. is where is Uh, where my brain
5: is
3: going with that
5: i will do it
3: nine luck so um john charges is it jumping spinning turning twisting kind of out of control never really done this kind of maneuver before uh but turns and lands at just the right moment coming up to which part of its body did you want you want to try to burn
5: uh, can I detect the core of it? Like you know, it's it's central brain. If it is the head of it, then I will go to the head. But if it's anything else, you know.
3: As John flies by the head, he lights the torch up and does a, a flyby burning of the torch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love this mental image. You need a two- I'm
5: soap! And I just torch it up.
3: Two d six for the plasma torch as you fly by the head. Oh, two d six. Two d six. Sweet.
5: Uh, nine damage.
3: Uh, nice. Okay. Um, it John's action lights lights the whole head on fire, and it it, it becomes a, a burning, melting mass that rises and spins and kind of curls up a, upon itself, letting loose from the wall and floating, it, <coughs> floating towards the middle. Now the doctor fires a few more shots into it. If anyone else wants to do something dramatic, you guys are able to burn it and move and descend upon it. Light its remains on fire, but it's it, other than quivering, um, it, it is disposed of. Oh, sweet um, back here.
4: Um,
5: oh, my god, yeah,
1: if, if, if If we're going for, for something dramatic, when I see that it's like immobilized, I, I, I would yell, um, if we get out of here, we can we can we can uh purge the airlock
4: as chess is like in mid flight towards the airlock. Chess lands beside the airlock door. Yeah.
1: If we get out, none of us will risk getting dragged out ourselves.
4: The airlock is two-sided, right? There's a chamber that we can push it in and then...
1: Is it is that is that the case in this one?
4: It's not like a door to the outside, right? Let's right. Just, um,
3: give me a luck roll, Chess. Let's just see how
4: it looks. All right.
1: Because it, if it's two-sided, cool. We'll, like, shove it in there and get it out.
4: My luck is 60. I rolled a 52. Nice. Yeah,
3: turns out, there's, a, there's a secondary door. Yeah. And so it's a two-sided airlock. You shove the remains of this thing in there, close it, eject it off into outer space and it and floats out of your view. <sighs> on ship. Um, by way of moving the story, what's the next thing you guys would want to do at this point?
4: Is that it? Um,
6: I would, I would <laughs> suggest that we get these radio, radiation levels back down somehow.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah, the cancer. OK. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm, 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 I'm going to focus on fixing the engine and fixing the, all
3: of that. It turns out it's not that difficult for CAS to do. It needs to be reset. There's a couple of reset buttons CAS does. The machinery changes the, where the, the rods are whatnot, fixes the reaction, stabilizes the whole thing, um, and repairs itself with a little bit of Cass's ingenuity. Uh, so the reactor is secure. That warning line is fixed. That problem is solved. Um, uh, You return to the bridge.
6: Yeah. um, I would want to see before we do that, the other airlock where we put the bag of blood. I want to see if that's still active.
3: Uh, When you look at it closely, it moves still inside the bag.
4: We are not safe and this is not over. This, it has not escaped. I think it is contained.
1: We get rid of it. What it did to mom It can do to anyone else. It could do to any of you. It could do to me.
6: We'll have to check the ship for any other human (laughs) remains that could come in contact with this. And there are a lot of them. Do we go about burning all the bodies?
4: I say we lock down those portions of the ship and we get this thing back on course.
3: So you do that. That's an excellent move. So you guys, you secure everything. We're the, the, turn the navigation system back on. It doesn't take the AI too long to figure out um, using the navigation system and its telemetry and studying the stars. It figures out where it was, where it is now. Replots, of course, change. And looking at the screen, you notice you are inside the Jalis system. You are inside the system. And then we're, after the, the cameras and the uh, outside of uh, telescopes uh, s- study everything, you've passed a couple of the inner planets. You're nearing this, uh, the sun. The ship realizing this begins immediately to turn itself. As you sit in the bridge, you feel the ship slowly drift, 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 turn or do a 180. And then a warning light goes off, giving you very little time uh, before it fires the engines at full blast. It absolutely roars everything it has in the engines, pulling you back and pushing you against the back of the ship. you know, secure yourself, uh, lock in. It's a terrible amount of Gs as a ship begins to break suddenly and forcefully after being out of course correction for for several days, and a, after a period of, of endless gs, uh, it finally stops releasing you, returning to a zero g environment once more. Um, now behind now you're you're reversed. The, the, your engines are facing the sun. Your engines are facing the planet. Uh, the view is of the engines, uh, but you're able to check the telemetry, check the computers. It checks on its course, does some course corrections, does some you know, shifting or whatnot, updates itself. And on the screen, it shows an image of, of the planet. There's Jalise on the screen. Um, you're within range. It begins the process. The computer's starting to do the countdown. It's getting ready to, essentially what it does, it's going to eject all the different park cargo pods, um, every single one of the colony pods, one at a time. And everyone has individual parachutes and landing uh, paraphernalia to land on the planet. Everything is going to be jettisoned slowly and at a proportional to one landing site
4: uh, everything the ship can get rid of is the process can we is it can we communicate with people already on the ground? Oh there's no one else we're out. the only the ones on the thing okay um can we see if there are any spread or corruption to uh any of the pods before they go?
3: Many of them are marked corrupt um and if you want to, you can manually tell the ship not to release those. I
4: say yeah. we manually we, yeah. we figure out which ones are not food supplies and then we jettison the rest into the sun.
3: Okay, so everything that's being jettisoned is on a pre programmed course to be landed on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone every remain in space.
1: Yeah, I think that that we um it, all, all the pods that are corrupt, we we le- we leave on the ship.
3: So as you're figuring out and doing those things, um, everyone give me a spot hidden roll. Oh jeez,
4: nice. Um, yeah, that is my hard success twenty-five. I got a twenty. I got a thirty.
3: Okay, who's successful? You uh,
4: right.
6: spot hidden is seventy-five, and I rolled a twenty-three. That's so that's wild. a hard success. All
3: right, so the doctor, you're the one that notices this on the screen where it shows J- Jaleesa C. Uh, it shows two planets on the screen. It just shows two planets,
6: um, guys. That's 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 two planets. I thought there was only the one planet.
3: How did I?
4: There are few planets in this system, but are they both coming up Jalise C?
3: There's um where there's an orbit labeled Jaleesa C. And within that orbit, they're side by side, two planets, one close to the sun, one further away, and a little parallel track
4: on, on your computer display screen. Did they completely miss another orbit? Dev. Or did- um
1: Can I run surface scans to see if this is a planet in the Goldilocks zone? So... Um,
2: they would have to,
1: large not, not necessarily, because because well, there are two planets circling each other. They might have seen the the orbit and thought that was one planet that was right.
3: They're both within that zone, as far as yeah, it's,
4: it's I'm areas. Maybe with a close planet, the the surface might be fucked now. Um, either gravity or temperature, given the close orbit of that other thing. Can we check the, the conditions on the ground? If they got that wrong, they might have gotten something else wrong.
3: Which one do you want to study of the two bodies?
6: The one closest to the sun, I think. Why? Uh, well, because we have to see, you know, kind of what the, the heat is like over there, what the orbit is like. Um, you know, is is it just one side is always going to be towards the sun? You know, we, we, we need to see it. Um, what I that have, orbit is like
1: I, ha- I have a much simpler reason whatever mm. it was that 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 reprogrammed our system was aiming us at the sun i want to know what's what's on was that, it what's up yeah because because i it, cause it had to do a hard 180 away from the sun in order to get us to the planet
4: oh my god
1: so if there's something oh involved, i thought
4: maybe- shit i thought it was doing that to like slow our trajectory
1: we were we, as far as I can tell, and maybe, uh, maybe I read it wrong, but I, I heard that we had to do a one eighty away from the sun and then power away.
3: Well, this I don't want to give you the wrong impression, but just to slow the ship down, the only way to do that is to turn it around and use the ship's own engines to decelerate mm-hmm. forcefully. So that's the process the ship used and had to do a little more forceful than it wanted to.
1: But but, it, but we were aimed basically at the sun.
3: You're aimed at this at this location, in general. Well, we're- I think so. Who knows? The ship made some course corrections, it fixed it, it, it adjusted things. Okay, it's course. Um, you can check the logs later, but it, it won't matter at this point. The question I have though is which of the two planets do you want to focus on?
4: I would specifically make the chess and Warren would make the argument that we should do the one furthest away because if it's too close to the sun, nothing will survive on it. But if it's further away from the sun, even if it's colder there might be some subdermal activity. Fair enough.
3: So the ship's got a little telemetry and telescopes and things it uses for navigation and whatnot. It, it, you program it in, and the, the little mirrors and reflectors on, the, on your antenna uh, readjust themselves, orient to the rear, which is now the front of the ship now. Um, and it takes a little bit of time to focus and get around the jet plumes and whatnot. Uh, it studies the second, the closer of the two planets, the one further away from the sun, closer to you, and, it's, and the screen is having, it's, there's an image there. It's, it's um, behind it is the red sun. So you're looking at, there's a red sun and there's these two planets in front of it. Uh, the view of the sun is hard, making it hard to see, uh, but your scanners um, is only picking up one planetary body. It's not picking up, it's having a hard time focusing on which one you wanna focus on. It's picking up one, but your eyes are seeing that there's two. Have,
4: we can't tell which one the closer the further.
3: Um, as you focus a bit and do some math on it and have it telemetry, you know, do a, just change the angle slightly to where it should be. Um, the, the planetary body is the one closer to the sun. Uh, the one in front, you don't, you're having a hard time focusing and picking up what that is.
2: You can't. That's no moon,
3: up. is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a bit more fiddling. Um, And you're able to get some of the cameras going. And as the ship gets closer and closer and closer to your destination, and it's ready to release the pods, the countdown begins and you kind of suspend it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to reach over and like immediately hit uh, suspend on on that because I'm like, I am not launching people down there until we know.
3: Um, Something happens with the sun and the moon and the angles where you finally get an unobstructed view of that second body, the one that's closer than the other. Um, And you, you zoom in and... It enhances, enhances,
1: enhance, enhance.
3: It gets closer and focuses and focuses and focuses. Uh, What you see in orbit of the planet is a large spherical object of um, proportions of planetary size covered in these nodules and pustules and divots and small little uh, ringlets and small tendrils and crevices, a circular moths, strange looking eyes, and little like a little amoeba-type tendrils in different directions kind of undulating. And all the little tendrils are undulating towards the planet's surface, towards the planet's surface beneath it, as this massive spotty made up of who knows what of, of it looks like a conglomeration of flesh and, and, and planetary size, is looking down and sending small, tiny from your view, objects down towards the planet.
4: It's a leviathan. Roll sanity. (laughs) Uh, Nice. Okay. 31.
3: You lose d10 sanity. If you're successful, d10. Mm. if you're unsuccessful it's d20 8
6: damn can I have a, a re-roll here guys
3: yes uh, and we're going to wrap things up at this moment in time uh, as uh, Cthulhu, as it's known amongst the Cthulhu Mythos a giant mammoth birthing repeat that Lou Cthulhu of Cthulhu Mythos which brings birth to the great old ones has found this planet and is slowly dropping spores down upon it as your colony ship arrives and your computer begins the process of dropping the colony pods to Gillies Sea, which is currently being infested by this massive planetary monstrosity. And that's where we close our scene.
4: Sweet.
2: I'll oh. no. <laughs> stop! No, I hit the button to stop the, the, the,
5: the process. Oh my god. So we'll leave the, their
3: unanswered questions. Uh, perhaps our, our uh, four colonists were able to uh, stop the process. Perhaps they were able to go back into cryosleep. Perhaps they were not. Uh, and perhaps uh, they did not heed the warning of the alien vessel that had crashed into them so many days before fleeing from its planet as this massive
4: beast had arrived we never went back to revisit that thing so that, that wraps up our story this <laughs> mm. oh, that got me. I want to oh. say that chess if he can like his entire journal is sort of a message in a bottle but if he can focus a Signal back to people while he still can. That that's his priority. A warning. Images and messages. Anything that's capable of being transmitted. John
5: is screaming at a window as it zooms out away from the window. <laughs> <laughs> There's no volume
1: because in space, no one can hear you scream.
2: <laughs> so I love sorry, I love it. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we have run slightly late, so this is a wrap for us this evening. Um, Thank you all for sticking with us and staying with the story here. We are uh, returning next week with a regular episode of the Chaos Agents right back into the action where they left off in that temple fight uh, with Thomas, the other Thomas. (laughs) Uh, He'll return to the story again on Tuesday. Uh, So my name is also Thomas. I've been the keeper for this Call of Cthulhu adventure with these uh, four fine players. Uh, we thank you all for joining us, uh, for, for sticking with us, and um, we'll see you see around. See you next time, everybody.
1: Thanks for joining us for this special episode of Chaos Agents. If you want to catch up on our d or Call of Cthulhu campaigns, check us out at youtube.com questschaos. And if you'd like to support us directly, check out our Patreon at patreon.com questsandchaos.